Don't you really want to know? That's a good question. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I don't... <laughs> I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Reggie. Um, and he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. This is terrible. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking nonsense. But you knew that. I know, right? The baby looked just like him. Spoilers, man. Damn. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? This is my boy. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. <laughs> Who is laughing? I hate them. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call 1-800-980-8637. People of Earth, how are you? to another round of the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is episode number 364 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. It is, sir. Did you have a Commodore 64 back in the day? I did. No, no. I, I only no, had no. one thing I, with I it. I didn't want something that sucked like the Atari more and more. Yeah. So so what you're telling me is that I always picked wrong. I, I yes, never you chose constantly did. I, I bet you were really big in the Tiger handheld games, too. Uh, no, but I did have a Sega Master <laughs> System, Eric. That was when, hey, should I get a Nintendo? Or a Sega Master System. Well, All of get a sudden, the the Sega. that night comes in, you chose poorly. I did <laughs> chose poorly. I, I disappeared. I ended up just shattering. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up picking the wrong. I used to pick, like, get this, Eric. I used to try to like things that other people said were bad. And uh-huh. then vice versa, right? That's you, why you're you would, tiny, right? You wouldn't get that seriously. Ooh. That is shade. You're going to hear some shade in a little <laughs> bit. I'm going to I'm going to have to go off right now and, and write a song uh, based on you and Jess's relationship. <laughs> I now, I still haven't Eric. listened to that yet because you'll, I didn't you'll know hear what it, it in a minute. I didn't know what it entailed, and I didn't want to play it because she was around the no, entire no, no. time when he said it to me. Seriously. I was going to put as a little asterisk. Don't let Jess hear this because it, it may lead to bad <laughs> I'm, things. I'm actually glad I didn't play it now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I actually got worried later. I was later. worried after the last time. Yeah, well, I got worried later that you might have played it and in front of Jess, but you said that you wouldn't do that anymore. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I hadn't heard from you. I'm like, I think she might have sliced his throat. Or the <laughs> idea coming for that you. you didn't listen to it because a lot yeah. of times you will comment. Or comment, maybe criticize. And then I take no, that. No, no. Enhance, improve. Well, and you saw what happened. I don't want to be a yes man. You do I want to help the process You do along. end up telling me some things, and you have to admit that I go back to the drawing board, and I figure some yeah. things out. But I think this one you'll like. I think it worked out. I think, yeah, I do too. It, it, was, a, it was a timing issue, Eric. There was a latency <laughs> issue. But you'll, you'll end up, I think that you'll like this one. Uh and yeah, yeah, it's more of life advice, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Where did is, you get off giving anybody life advice? Seriously, the people who have the worst lives probably do give the best advice. I mean, I know which direction not to go, Eric. I point to you. I go left. You go right. There you go. <laughs> so we are here, though. and We'll get to that. That actually will be fairly soon. But also go and follow us on the Twitters at Weird Science DC. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and then go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can help us out with what we do here on the regular shows, uh, including the Marvel show, the manga show, all that stuff. But you get more and more 
as you give more and more, Eric, more, more, more. You get that. You get that. More, you get a more, show. More. Right? So you have all that. And one of the big shows that we have each week is our weekly DC Comics Spotlight show where the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, beef big and boop. or boop, Eric, get to pick the two books from that week's bunch of books. You know, this week, not having that many, it took pretty much the big ones away because they are both number ones that ended up. I know that you said at the end of it, they were more like number two. That <laughs> was funny. I was laughing at that yesterday <laughs> when I was looking at stuff. But yeah, we ended up doing Static Season 1, number one. And Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number one as well. So you get the Tom King stuff, you get the Ayala starting up the Supergirl milestone. Because even on top of that book coming out now, you also have those first looks of the Supergirl and the new Flash movie making its rounds on Twitter. Oh my, we'll, we'll get to some Twitter stuff in a minute as well. But you know, I, I had some more fights, Eric. I had some more fights <sighs> out there, right? That's what kept happening. This is why we have a reputation. A now, with all of that, speaking of reputation, some people, including some people like I Love Punchline on the Patreon, ended up listening yeah. to that spotlight and was confused. And I want to spell this out to people because I even got a couple messages just Look, on everybody, Twitter. Jim takes credit for other people's no, reviews. That no, happens. what happened? He does it all the time. Here's what happened, Eric. Like, if I'm going to take credit, what happened is, and you'll know, Gabe <laughs> ends know up writing the reviews, right? But at points, and Gabe's going to hear this and he's going to say, why didn't they tell me anything? Because me and Eric don't like to <laughs> Where bug Where you people. get off. <laughs> but Eric will tell, tell you that this is, is the truth sometimes. Sometimes when other people do reviews, me and you have been doing these on this same blogger deal forever. I mean, it feels like forever, right? The format gets wacky. It's the only format I know in it, life. The formatting <laughs> from other – it does tend to get wacky. A lot of people use WordPress, so a lot of people go Smart and people. use the – Yeah, really. We just didn't know. And again, this is where I'm good at life advice. You, you want advice from me? WordPress, not blogger. But we know this format, even though they changed it recently to kind of try to throw a wrench in our works. But <laughs> it, it was something where I kept trying to make the format as it was work. It was not working. Things were get things were linked like links as sentences. Then the pictures were somewhere else and all that. Finally, I it was getting close to midnight. I had to do something. So what I did was the hour. <laughs> yeah, I ended up, you know, copying, pasting into another deal, a clean sheet, clean, you know, deal, not realizing that now because I'm logged in, it's going to log in as me. This is the whole thing. I did not realize that at all. You and never I'll, have. I'll take credit for another review, but not this because he was more positive than us. Where I really started to worry, and I, I thought, what can I do about this? But the idea where, you know, I'm a big shot, Eric. I don't know if you realize this. And somebody might say, well, a Tom King book that Jim likes. Holy crap. He hates that guy. I'm going to go buy it. And it started to actually worry me, not even realizing probably three people in, in the entire world may think of that. Nobody will do it anyway. But it did bother me, the idea that it did look like I liked that issue a lot more than I did. And when we say to go to our site, I do say, you'll get differing opinions. I do like that. I'm not going to say anything about Gabe liking it. I mean, I don't understand well, it, Eric. Get off, I mean, Gabe. What the heck? Uh, but no, liking things. Gabe, that, this review, and, and Gabe can tell you, and anybody can tell, they would say, like some people might say, hey, you, you write on the set. Jim and Eric ever yell at you about a score or whatever? I think Gabe would come back with, I wish they would talk to me at all. 
Which should I hear anything from them, including when the formatting is wrong? And I just don't do it. But so well, I'm just sitting happened. here. At what point did we start to cite 2013? 2013, yes. So like back when that first started, you used to do the same thing to my reviews. And here we are all these years well, later that's what, and you're still happen. doing it. Well, now that's a different deal. Seriously, you want to get into that there, cheapo? <laughs> you ended up doing reviews. You didn't even have the internet. You'd come over to my house with a, a zip drive. We go. didn't know what we were doing, so I would put the written, and then I'd try to adjust it, but you didn't even have a login to the site. What was I supposed to do? And then when you did, it still ended up wacky at points. Yeah. But, but that's what I, at that point, what I'd have Nothing to do. Nothing has changed and seriously, since 2013. Though, you did have a login then. What I would do, because I'm a nice guy, Eric, you would drop, you were going to get drunk. Speaking of which, oh, yeah. people sit there and say to me, oh, you and Eric hang out. I'm like, really? When did that ever happen? We worked together. But at that point, you wouldn't even knock on my door and talk to it. You would just leave this zip drive in my mailbox. Why do I want to knock at somebody's door well, at 9 o'clock at night? I don't know. Maybe to say hello. Maybe you're a nice guy. The last time I, I did that, you were very upset. Yeah, probably. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Let's keep this professional. <laughs> I, I ended up where at that point I would get the zip drive. And then I'm writing my reviews, but then to put yours in, I'd have to log out of my deal, go into yours. I had your profile set up, but you couldn't access it. You didn't have internet. You didn't have internet, cable, or phone, right? You had nothing. And then there I was to boost you up, Eric, elevate you on the shoulders of miniature giants, right? And (laughs) now you're throwing shade at me. But also the idea, too, where some people would end up wanting to write reviews. The the issue is, you know, and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, Dan Stransky, maybe, but the idea where you, you can't just let anybody do it sometimes, but you also can't let them into the inner workings of the sites. We were afraid people were going to like shut things down. So the only way we could do it is for me to get the reviews and put it out and then put by them. But yeah, I would get some credit for it, but uh, who knows what credit that ends up so being. Did, I just this, wanted ultimately, to say, did you go back to that review and say, bye, Gabe? No, I, I, I'm too lazy oh, with okay. that. I'm, I just told people. <laughs> and really, even if I did. So it's just well, going to keep happening. Okay. Here's the deal. If you are going to the site, people listening on the site, there are telltale signs of somebody's reviews on our site. If it's, if it's mine, I end up my intro deal of saying, hey, I wonder if the Nightwing's going to be better. Let's find out. Dot, dot, dot. Like, that's my... Gabe has a way different way of, of writing his reviews and the way he does the thing. I would hope that somebody's like, what, what is this? This doesn't look like his. But then again, you don't have any way to, to check. I, I'm going to go right now. Eric, I'm going to go and I'm changing it now. Here I go. <laughs> okay, it's Gabe now, Eric. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I don't even know where I was at. Speaking of which, you have the Patreon, Eric. Can we say we have the spotlights and the badasses the get fresh probe the poop and they end up picking the books again they pick static season one number one supergirl woman of tomorrow number one if you want to listen or actually yeah if you want to listen i was gonna say read if you want to listen to that those two which we ended up uh, just as an, uh, an hour and like 45 minutes i don't know what got into us too damn long yeah two books <laughs> too damn long but if you want to listen to that go over to the patreon but let's salute the guys and gals, Eric, the guys and gals that ended up giving us those two number twos that were actually number ones. That is the bad asses, Eric. And here's their roll call. We got Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Ted Probst. I love Punchline, Eric. I do. I love her. 
Forest Holly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watchsick, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart, David Think, Joy Bear Costco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Kobe, Sue 42 to me and you, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Oh my, where's the attic animal? Mark Jagger, Algin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, XOXOXO, and Simon, Luis, Man Ship, Andrew, and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, uh, Sailor Moon Mark, our man Rob Lewis, B. Muir, Brandy Murray, and Double A Ron there in the Minnesota way. Minnesota, Eric, I said. Minnesota. No. I'm just waiting for the song. And all-time great Reggie as well. But, yeah, we don't have a lot of books. What happened? Did we lose a lot, or did I hit that crazy thing where it just keeps repeating? Get that off, You Eric. probably skipped a lot of What's people. What's happening? Maybe. I don't think we did. Maybe we're losing it. <laughs> we're losing it. Uh, but, yeah, we end up having only three books tonight. Uh, we have some mail as well. But with that, before we go off, Eric, uh, what do you think about the idea that Batman and heroes do not do the old oral sex? Do you have any opinion of this? This is what everybody's well, talking about. Well, if that's about. the case, I've lived long enough to see myself become the villain. Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah, I, I thought maybe you were a hero. But you have all of this going on. And people flipped out. And I did end up getting in a fight with some people and i just wanted to why? tell you a little bit about it about this you know i'm there on why? the twitter here's me on the I don't twitter even know why you want to be concerned with it this is me on the twitter it just keeps going oh my goodness they're yelling at me i ended up with all of this going on because as somebody ended up saying because uh zach snyder he ended up putting up a picture of batman eating out catwoman right it's, it's okay. a co- comic page looks like so right away people start going with the well, this isn't really from a comic. This is a commission that Zack Snyder had done. So I'm uh-huh. like, that's that's kind of weird. But th- this one guy says, I don't uh-huh. like this and says, hey, uh, Zack Snyder, I don't think you should put this up on your Twitter. Maybe some kids would see it that follow you, whatever. And then people started attacking, but attacking him in a way of, man, it happens all the time in, in the, the Batman books. He's nailing every broad in town and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know that I really need to see a, a cartoon with that happening but i really don't care but this guy ended up saying and we've seen this and the the funny thing is they bring up the things in the comic well he ended up nailing black canary in the all-star batman yeah yeah nobody likes that oh okay he had the batwang yeah everybody was upset about that as well and and he did like ever he batgirl in the the cartoon movie killing joke he no no nobody liked that either so where are you going to bring up where everybody loved this stuff but my whole thing was this guy said to this other guy Read a comic once in a while, jag off. And I just, I got infuriated by it because of course he, he did. Because then he's like, he's a billionaire. And I'm like, well, maybe you should pick up a comic because he ain't right now. Jerk. I just started yelling. But my big thing though, to bring <laughs> up was you. where I kind of set it up. The, the idea, warrior over people here. keep going around. Oh, hey. Yeah, so then people are like, what comic's that from? And like, oh, no, no. Zack Snyder had that commission. I don't know if that's true, but to me, he threw that out there the minute that news. Why would he have commissioned this in the past? Who did he well, get a hold of and say, you, I you need say a picture that. of Batman eating out Catwoman? Well, I, that's almost, the deal. I almost bought a, like, a, a freaking picture. I don't know who did it or whatnot, but it was a frame thing in a place I saw where it's Catwoman unzipping the front of her thing and then pouring milk down the front. Okay. It was a got milk kind of thing, and it was that's very sexy. still oh, not as bad. sexual, and I'm like – I need to have this that is an over Catwoman's shoulder. A Batman still in the cow eating her pussy. I'm like, 
well, what's up with Zack Snyder hair? That's the only reason I brought it. And, and then people started yelling at me. And I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, this is, and they're like, well, maybe you had a commission the minute that the news hit. And I'm like, eh, commissions take a little bit of time. I don't know. I that think it's Zack Snyder. I think it's actually just fan art and they weren't aware of it. And then they called it commissioned by him. I don't think that's the case, but I ended up thinking, that's really odd for something like out of everything you need to get, like you went, you didn't get somebody to make that picture. You saw it and no. thought that's sexy. I'm saying if you're just sitting there, you know what I need? I need this set. It, it just seemed weird. And then, you know, you can't say anything about Zack Snyder without getting everybody at you. So then I started going back at them again, Eric, with my type and my tweetings and stuff. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it, it led to a, a lot of fun times this week, as it always does. But we're going to put that aside, Eric. We're going to put the hate aside at least till like the third book maybe second i don't know we'll see but we're gonna go off right now to the books eric you're america's sweetheart Red Comics Oh, 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 your life Jessica Waiting for some commitment When will you Finally make her your wife Eric That's not something you will do Then you Ah, yes, Eric, there you go. That's a little life advice to you. I don't want you to die alone. I'm, I'm saying, though, but you're married and have a bunch of kids, but aren't you essentially alone, though? No, Eric, it doesn't have to do with me. I mean, really, I mean, when, when, Kiss sang Beth. They weren't talking about like, Peter I Chris. Choose they were to talking be alone about Beth. what I'm doing, but everybody else yeah. chooses to leave you alone you in your know. house. But you're just going to end up alone, Eric. It's a little bit okay of advice. That. Also, I couldn't fit Red Comics most of your life. It wouldn't fit. <laughs> so, so I don't want you to yell about the continuity of that. I just, I just wanted to put that out there because I am starting my new cover band, Eric, and we're going to do Rolling Stones and Sticks songs. We're going to be called Sticks and Stones. I, I think that you'll like that. You keep that shit up, I'm going to break your bones. <laughs> when I end up singing that, uh, I go by the name of Dennis D. Old, Eric, is, is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> little sticks. Well, I don't know. Now, after little hearing this, though, right? maybe I should have listened to it last night because Ooh, I don't how know. How dare you? How dare you, Eric? That's it. <laughs> what do we say at the end? You jerk up. I, I'm telling you, I've had some problems lately because of all the, you know, viruses and things going around. Of I don't want to get too into it because then people yell at me, but I haven't been able to do much of any sort of deal. I was watching the Sticks concert, and that's where you're my muse, Eric. They end up, and this was, you know, live. They were awesome, especially well, live. Course. And they start doing Lady, and for some reason, why does the song Lady then remind me of you to run down? I ran downstairs here. Girl. This was like at quarter of two. Whenever I sent that to you last night, it was night, like one thirty. Yeah, you can check the timestamp. That's when I got all excited to do it in the middle <laughs> of the night. I got to get down there. Uh, but I came down to the Blackwood Studio to do that, and I thought that it was okay. 
I, I mean, I was, no, no, was I right. was, I was pretty good with it. It gets the point across. Now, again, I, I just think that I try to make you feel bad after that. I, yeah, well, just ask me who sung it, and I'll tell you, Dennis DeOld. That's me. Dennis uh, DeOld. The, the thing about that thing is, and where you go with, and it, it always upsets me. Did you ever sit there and say, "I don't know that uh, Weird Al really grabbed the essence of Devo for that song"? It, it's the lyrics. Well, he truly there. did. Well, not all the time. He did good. I've never he seen Weird Al have a miss in my life. Not a miss because of the lyrics and the idea in my mind, but he sounds like Weird Al. He, he transforms has his own deal. himself. I mean, I'm telling you, he's not quite the vocally. Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you're, you're saying he's a character singer. He is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, here we are. That Never is, again, a miss. That is life advice. <laughs> I mean, really, from my Bologna to Gangster's Paradise deal or whatever the hell he called it there. Uh, Amish Paradise. He's, Amish, he's great. He is. I still like I the older stuff. I couldn't tell the difference stuff. between him and Coolio in that. And he was dressed up I like mean, an really, Amish. I know he was. But and even then, like, that's where he does pull out the stuff. Because with the Amish deal, he had, like, the braids there that kind of was a play on Coolio's yeah. crazy-ass hair. So he, he does it all, Eric. He, he does. does. Uh, he is my hero, one of them. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk books. Again, if you want to go and read the reviews, maybe by the person who's listed or not, you can go over to our site at weirdsciencedccomics.com and read those reviews, a bunch of other people involved with them. So not just the opinions you get here. And even so, me and Eric have talked about this way back when. Just a little trip down memory lane because of the people who might not have listened to us up until now. We did start the site in 2013. We are doing reviews. I begged you. We got to start a podcast. That would make the site go bigger. Little did we know that site's going to get pushed aside, Eric, and the podcast became the focus. But we we had this idea of why are we doing this because we're just repeating what we read. So we kind of try to play it both. And as you know, Dancing Mike ended up used to say, you would read the issues yourself, then read our reviews, then come to the podcast, and then you get the full experience. And that's what you'll get here, especially, Eric, I think, with this first issue. I think that you're geared up. You heard that song. You realize that you have to you know, seize the day is what you need to do. That's what I'm telling you in that song, Eric. Please, please, I'm don't be here. I'm made. trying to remember what it was now. Like, what did you say instead of a lady? <laughs> uh, I sang Eric. Is oh, that, okay. that. And, and also with that, it, that was called Eric to Lady. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, people maybe really get the weird idea of what that song's about. But there you go. Uh, maybe it was to Dude Looks Like Lady. Eric looks I don't know. But with all that, shout out to Melissa Joan Hart quick. And also... The idea right before we go to this that I remember through and through and people may agree with it fully. I kept asking, are we going to do that podcast yet? This took a year for me to convince you. And every time nobody wants to hear our jerk off voices talk and nobody wants to hear us talk. Maybe you're right, Eric. I don't know, but it's worked out. Okay. Well, it's not but, only that, but you are new to the comic book scene and like taking oh, that time to really ooh, like yeah. you know, put yourself out there and read everything that was going on. So if we did talk about it, you knew what you were talking about and I could understand what we're talking about in the new 52. Cause I was a year behind. Cause I would jump on to a year going forward. I, I didn't quite get like after the first year, maybe, but that second year I kept begging. Finally, you did end up saying it. But so what you're saying is, most podcasts end up doing the legwork first. Then they have the pod- <laughs> No, Eric, that's no, not, I'm not how it works. That. So you're saying our way was a little better. <laughs> you're saying so. at least for you. You didn't want to dwell. Seriously, though, we did use that two years to read a ton of stuff, get caught up, go back. You ended up filling in blanks, whatever. And still, the minute that we came out, people said we were idiots and that we were, oh, look at these Johnny come lately and stuff. That's That's what called Reddit. I mean, we had some problems with the Reddit. I, I ended up, there. I ended up being Godzilling there and putting all that stuff up. But 
What are we starting with? The Flash, number 771, written by Jeremy Adams with art by, hold on, there's a lot of them, Kevin yeah. McGuire, Howard Porter, Brett Pekmezki, Brian Hitch, Max Rayner, Scott Collins, Tom Derenick, Fernando Passerin, Eau Claire Albert, Brandon Peterson, Michael Atea, and Steve Wands. Isn't that crazy? There's that many artists on the this. The thing is, it actually works very well for the story that's being told in this mm-hmm. issue, and I appreciate it, but... Wally West Quantum Wave Adventure continues this issue where we discover that the Speed's quest also goes through space as well as time, and Wally finds himself in the body of the reverse Flash of the Super Friends universe of the new Omniverse, where he must cure the Speed Force problem before continuing on with his adventures until being reunited with his daughter Irie in the future, who gives him one moment of peace before our hero is confronted with the worst day of his life. Yeah, and I think that the the art plays out well too, but... Ten, ten pencilers. Like well, I'm saying though, because we have all these different things going yeah. on, and each each time he like quantum leaps into a new thing, it's another artist. So even when we have that montage of one page, new artist, and it, then oh, I know, but it, it, it feels out. like it was like done to do. I don't know. Uh, ten is is crazy, but it does work out because you're always because even this deal. entire time we've had Wally go and do a different adventure where you have an artist come on, and then you have another artist who always does the other Barry Allen, Michael Holt, mm. and Oliver Queen stuff. So it's always and most gone of back it, and there's forth. a lot of stuff that's just one page now if if it was you do you think that they got a hold of clay man to possibly do the ending part that is the heroes in crisis do you think that they because no, he was the main artist on that uh no i'm saying do you think they went to get him but he said no or they just like ah, screw it because that would have been know. cool he's always behind on art is what i see so i'm sure if they're like hey can you do this one and a half pages like you Give got me three, a month. You got three months for that I, uh but yeah you end up having that at the end a lot of things going on and overall i don't think there is a dud in the group well, of the like art all this stuff you have all these artists but you also have a lot of classic like flash artists coming in here for this different era type situation i think you know what that's really cool well yes, that's why i thought the clay issue. man would have been cool to, to yeah. have somebody who actually did that it's but what, like, like howard scott collins and, scott and howard collins coming in here and stuff yeah, like those that. are like, the yeah, ones that cool. i thought right away like oh my god that that's and it's funny too because you end up having this like that's almost something they would do with a, a finale issue or, or a big, big issue. I mean, this is just part of the deal. The big things are happening. We like it. Which is uh, funny but it's because just kind of an issue. That, it does feel like a victory run to a degree because we still have Wally. And we're in the middle of this arc right now. There's no victory run going. But when we have Wally going through all of your mainstays of the Flash you know, universe, like your heroes that you know and love, and you keep going these sort of things, it does almost feel like a victory run. Like, everybody's kind here. Of. Come on to the yeah, end. I, you know, I do like it. It's just now, the beginning. Uh, yeah. I, I, where is it the end at points? You'll see. I, I ended up what I like about this. And this goes hand in hand with what we'll yell about. I'll yell about at least in Nightwing. I'd rather see, you know, Scott Collins do something that he's done before and, and Howard Porter coming back and doing that. That's a good tribute. When you end up, hey, Jurgen's here, bring it in the tugboat. I don't need that. No, that's I don't just need a nonsense that name all. drop. This is actually and, and some they, really good work that I appreciate. They've done saying. that. They've done that for so long. Well, how many freaking streets in Gotham are building that's what in I'm Gotham saying. are named after people that have worked on the Batman series or other Bat Family related series? I just want to know how many damn streets there are. Jesus like, Christ, you know, there's none like left. Like Punchline they went to Snyder University. Yeah, yeah, they ran out. Now they're plazas. Universities, like all that stuff. Uh, so I do actually. You gotta go like to the Kane Finger building. 
It just, yeah, yeah. And and seriously, if you're going to do that, I, I'm okay with that. When you got, here comes the Jerkins tugboat. Well, it's and, funny to and think about Fernandez that. And the Fernandez speedboat. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that, really? It's, it's what unneeded, is that, a shitty, honestly, just... shitty drawn speedboat? I mean, but, really. Well, the thing is, when you have this whole thing, it's like, all right, Bill Finger and Bob Kane. But yeah. when half of your Bat Family freaking members are named Kane already, I'm thinking, I think you got that part covered. That is true. That is true. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Flash here. Yeah. And uh, I, I like this. I mean, this is where if we're going to have the Infinite Frontiers deal and, you know, try to play around everything with some things to get that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Including the Super Friends. Including the Super Friends in an Omniverse. And this is where I said we're we're getting a little bit of an inkling of what. That Omniverse and really the real definition that DC put out, not just the everything matters. It's we're going to use this no matter what to just show you things that we did in the past and not have to explain it. We call that an infinite multiverse before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and with that, you yeah. And and really, this is just opening up the multiverse again. Yeah. Instead of the (laughs) fifty-two, we're going to. But with all of that. This is what I don't mind. Yeah, you can sit there and bitch and moan about, well, how did they go dimensions and speed force? What? But these characters in this omniverse, in this Super Friends deal, the speed force is there. So that connection, I don't mind. That also gives me a little bit of a, not a hope, but a little connection with Barry going off with Calvin Ellis to do that search of the omniverse. But if you're going to use this, if you're going to use an everything matters, don't use it as a, you know, a way to skew everything awful that happened to a character multiple times. And I'm talking Supergirl, Eric. Don't Obviously. do that. Do something fun. It doesn't even have to be fun, but do something different. And seeing it doesn't this. doesn't have to be good. Seeing the anything. Super Friends, though, I'm saying just it has to be good, but it doesn't have to be funny. You could do it. But this Super Friends here, and I, I give complete credit. Jeremy Adams, it's not just there for just the wow deal and you pull out. Like you do, it is actually hilarious to me because he gets, if anything, he gets that Riddler <laughs> perfect in this Annoying. universe. Be- Annoying. That's what because he never did. Like I grew up watching Super Friends. These were intricate. Ri- these were like you end up having it, and then it did tend to get towards like a robot chicken. Like, hey, you're leaving your dick, but it was he skewed it away of like. You're just making stupid observations, and, and that's all it ever is. What's this? Like, whatever's in front of him, he just asks you what it is and then ends up throwing back at you that it well, is. It's almost like it what made we me talked laugh. about before with the idea, and I forget which book it was, talking about going back to the, the war of jokes and riddles and how it seemed like Tom King didn't know the difference between what a joke and a riddle yes. was because you would have this whole thing. It's like, what's black and white and red all over? And it's just this. It's like, the, yes. this is the Riddler for kids back in the 1980s. Yeah, that's, and that's why I – even with that and all that pulled around, you end up where, you know, somebody might do this whole idea of I'm going to make the Super Friends a ridiculous universe into something serious. I'm going to make it dark or whatever. No, no, no. You just end up making it the Super Friends. And one of the funniest things with Solomon Grundy's, like, I wasn't born yesterday. And yes, you <laughs> were. It's Tuesday. Goes, you legitimately were. You've already spelled out it's Tuesday. You were born yesterday. <laughs> and he's like, huh. And he's, like, that's hilarious. And I like the idea. Even the idea, like when you'd have the idea, like, you know, if you go back, it was just all, and even like with the Superman movies where like in Superman 4, when he used his telekinesis vision to put the Great Wall of China back together again, or even when, uh, what was it, Ursa in uh, Superman 2 used her telekinesis to grab that, you know, cop's gun with her mind and bring it to her. There's no idea. It was just whatever was flying. Even with the cartoons, especially with the cartoons, actually, like when you'd have Aquaman flying through space with Wonder Woman and Superman at the beginning of the different things, you would have these kind of concepts so enchanting. 
Cheetah says, you know, it's like, I can smell that he's lying. That's not one of your powers. <laughs> and, it, and it's a trick. How do you because, know? <laughs> and that's the best because Wally in the body of Reverse Flash, seemingly killing Superman with this blast of energy, yes. ends up where their speed Lex force says, overload that he's come to solve and is just now in killing the mid- Superman. Yeah, in the middle of him being possibly inducted into the Legion of Doom that Lex doesn't want, says... Which is great, because hey, this is the first time you see Reverse Flash in this universe because he was never yeah, part of the Super yeah, Friends cartoon. Yeah, that's awesome, right? And so when he says, that's not one of your powers, you didn't put that on the application. Well, you end up having Wally thinking, uh, okay, it's Lex, let me go, says... Hey, he has a Lex file on everyone. A file on everyone. He goes, No, I don't. That's ridiculous. Then he ends up saying to Cheetah, That's not one of your powers. She says, How do you know I have a file on you? Oops. And and again, that isn't cle- Lex is smart, right? But this Lex Aha, is the super friend. right. Who yeah. loves the colors yeah. green and purple? It's me, hilarious. Me, your stupid yeah. fucking riddles, honey <laughs> riddles, are just really terrible observations. Uh, it made me laugh so much. And then Solomon Grundy with, I wasn't going to say, where's Tice is annoying and paid his way into a seat on the Legion? That's, oh, no. That's, and then he's like, oh, no, don't tell him that. <laughs> Like it's so I love funny. The construction of the Legion of Doom here, just with Wally West of our universe, just getting placed in here out of nowhere in the body of Reverse Flash. And one of my biggest problems when we got to the end of the last issue is when we jumped and saw this cliffhanger. We saw the different style change of art, and I'm like, all right, how, what does this mean? And the idea of this whole thing going through with you know Wally's attachment to the Speed Force. Reverse Flash, as we know now, has the negative speed force. How's that whole thing? But with the way the Omniverse works and what was going on in the Super Friends cartoon. The negative speed force in this era of time wasn't invented was, yet, so I can yeah. say that reverse yeah, flash you was can a make part of the speed work. force as well, and I actually was able to make it work. And the idea that we can have Scoofy fun here with this style of you know Super Friends look, it all makes sense because and, yeah. Omniverse. And what I like about it, and that's what I'm saying about the Omniverse: you can use it to be lazy, you can use it to pigeonhole your ideas, and or you can do some fun things with it. This is fun, but what I think that the major point is. Is that when you get there, Wally isn't goofing around. There's some bad shit that's going down if Wally doesn't stop it because Superman is, is the one that's the got the deal and also Superman's going to blow up. So yeah. while all that and the actual, you know, craziness of the Legion of Doom here in that, you know, Super Friends cartoon universe deal is is almost the thing that ends up killing them all because Wally has to make this. He's got to get this done. But they're all arguing. They're yelling and in the roundabout way, Riddler is right on with it. Oh, so you have to laugh at his hair line, and it's perfect for that whole Frank deal. Gorshin, with yeah. that, yeah, it's Frank Gorshin deal, and it does remind me of that live action yeah. crazy deal as well. That that roast, uh, but with the that, legend of the superheroes, yeah, legend of yeah, it reminded me of that too. And but with that, the the big thing is kind of that Lexus piss that seemingly Superman's dead by Reverse Flash, a guy that in the play here. You can almost go with, like, they know something's wrong. Like, this guy doesn't belong here. He shouldn't be in here. Well, Let's just keep trying situation. to vote him off. Induction into this whole thing, if things would have worked out, I actually want to know what happened because, you know, we have Reverse Flash here being inducted into the Legion of Doom. We have Superman who's been affected by the Speed Force, you know, quagmire that's going on that Wally, I, I believe, has to follow Wally or what's going on. 
What did Reverse Flash do? Why is Superman here? I want to know everything that led up to this point yeah, uh, yeah. because even this would even uh, like uh, the greatest villains that are united together, you know, against our super friends and stuff like that. I'm like, just the idea that you'd have this Reverse Flash, the villain of the Flash, along with Captain Cold here, doesn't get enough to do in my mind. But you have him yeah, bring yeah. Lex Luthor's biggest villain here. Oh yeah, I took out your guy. I'm like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> the, the look on their faces, like, oh my god, Lex is pissed, but. When you say about Captain Cold, yeah, I kind of really want more of that Scarecrow oh, as yeah, well that, because that, that, that I love was that so look. Funny back I in the love day. that look, and he's so funny. I wish that they still all, has more than like, what Black Manta has to do. I know. Well, even like you have this Where's going on. At? Yeah, really, you have all this going on, and where I know that I think it's cool is because I actually don't end up saying, "Okay, let's let's get away from this. This is goofiness." This, I wanted more. I actually thought it was so well done in the way that you're playing off that goofiness as the, the bad stuff's going and Wally has to figure stuff out and make it work. Even by the end when he basically was like, look, Lex, I'm not going to move. Just punch me right in the face because he knows he's going to jump out of the body in, in a minute when they do end up, you know, saving Superman. They end up saving the day and getting Superman with a thing from this wacky cartoon universe, this deep power gun that Lex has. And oh, his so it all Lex Source 7, like you'd yeah. have a, the Kenner Superpowers collection. Mm, it's so cool. I thought it was so fun. Now It is a lot of fun, that. but now I didn't think about it at the time because I was more concerned about the idea that I was happy that this all works and yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah. for what I need to go for. But there are 13 members of the Legion of Doom, Like, but we're not seeing all of them. I didn't even think about it when I was originally written because I'm like, where's Giganta and Bizarro? It is I, true, like, we, but... And the thing is, we don't have enough time to deal with the characters that they have here, let alone the ones, the rest I want to see, like Toy and Man maybe as well, he jumped would have liked before, to see him look. Maybe they're in the induction process. Maybe this is as they're gathering up the Legion, and we only get Reverse Flash here as they are trying to up their numbers, and later they're like, ah, oh, he's out, let's get Giganta. I, you know, I can make it work in some way, That whatever, but you said. We don't even have enough. We, you don't take advantage of Scarecrow. I mean, you don't have enough time. Captain Cold, uh, Scarecrow. Yeah, I mean, time. Black Man and Olaf out in the so cold. Cool, right? Yeah, oh, in the cold. They are. And uh, you end up, though, when the, the one thing, and it threw me off, it threw you off a little as well, when you end up having Wally in the Alexor spaceship and they're going to shoot this cannon at Superman, you get a full out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get a full-out Star Wars New Hope reference of the guy who ended up, what I say, saved the whole universe. Red Leader? Because I do think Red Leader needed to get rid of that shielding and stuff over the exhaust port before. Then Luke just comes in. It's almost like loosening up the can, this guy did. But you have that play, stay on target. That guy annoyed me as he kept saying stay on target as everybody was dying around him. And he's talking to himself. Oh, like, almost yeah. there, almost, yeah, almost there. there. Stay on target, stay on target. And then he shoots, and the line in stars is, it's away. Yes. I do think that somebody here misheard it, and all along Jeremy Adams thought it was hits away. Then it worried me because I thought that I was thinking wrong, and I and we have done this, you know, things Dude, that we I'm think are the deal. As soon as I thought about this whole deal, you did hit, the same hits thing. Hits away, and I figure, is this like an autocorrect that nobody caught because nobody cares what Red Leader said at the end of Star no. Wars when yeah, he nobody's shot his photon torpedoes? So hits away is here, and then like you, I am when you said it to me, I'm like, I immediately thought to myself. Is this one of those things where I've been saying it wrong my entire life because I didn't pay attention along the lines of something that bothered me for years of my life because I didn't realize so a long time ago, or like a long time after the fact, but in Back to the Future 2, when Doc tells Marty, you got to watch out for Griff, he's got a few screws loose in his bionic implants, and for the majority of my life, I thought, you got to watch out for Griff because he's got a few screws loose in his bionic hip pants. Hip 
pants. <laughs> He's got <laughs> the square pants. It makes pants. sense because he got taller at that yeah, one point. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it made yeah. sense to me. They got them hit pants. And and that would never be something. And the funny thing about it is that's, again, that's another quote that nobody goes around quoting. I mean, nobody Except goes, hey, <laughs> look at me. I'm red leader. Hits away. Like, nobody's saying this. So I end up sending it and to it, you. Yeah, and if said, somebody did, I'm sure the people just think they misheard and say he yeah, said they, hits yeah. away. So I'm reading this. I'm like. Something's wrong here. So I'm looking up New Hope. It's hits away. I put see nothing. Then I'm like, well, let's go to it. Star Wars New Hope script. I'm going. I'm going through the stupid script to get to the end for Red Leader to say it's away. Then yep. realize, well, the way I can say, and I said to you, uh, you know, trying to do a New Hope reference, epic fail. And then I started thinking, is Eric going to say I'm wrong? But you're going to. Th- so I ended up. There is a legitimate gif on the. Twitter that you could do that and it's it's a way I mean that's what again, it is again I'm not going to trust that somebody could just wrote that I know wrong. but the script it, it, it's it's a way now with all that it has nothing to do with this and doesn't you know go it just this might be me the biggest amount it. of research you've done into something mm-hmm. in a long Probably ass time anything <laughs> the last time I'm like I, I did look up the other thing who's the biggest asshole in podcasting it's a, it came up me Eric I was yeah, really upset weird. about that but you were second so it, it oh, was God. worth it and I'm then I went two. to I went to wherever I could vote, and now you're number one. <laughs> ah, yes, but you're still a number two. Uh, but yeah, you end up with all that, and you can say that this issue, like, oh, this, like, okay, the Legion of Doom, that's cool, whatever, and then then they just get out because it is pretty abrupt to get yeah. out there. Uh, but I do like it, and we're getting to a point where. You're getting to some important we things. Number fish one, to fry. We yeah, and they're trying here, to figure out other some adventures stuff. to go on. Yeah, and, and even so- the idea when we actually end up having Wally West, you know, quantum leap into his son Jay into the future, where Jay and Irie are both adults, and he gets to have a conversation with Irie, who's sitting there waiting for him to show up because their father, growing up, told him all about this, and they've been pretty much just waiting for it to happen this whole time. When this happens, it almost did feel like the final episode of Quantum Leap to me because while Sam Beckett, Dr. Sam Beckett, you know, friggin', he's having a conversation with the bartender in, in uh, Pennsylvania that he's in, and the bartender just happens to be God, who's actually quantum leaping him mm-hmm. around. The idea that you're about to go on the biggest, like, you know, like, you know, the biggest journey of your life. But the thing is, like priests, they get to go on sabbatical before they go on like missionary state and stuff like that. So the idea that at some point Sam Beckett could have gone and had some leisurely time before he's about to, be confronted with the hardest thing he's ever done. That's what the Jay and uh, Irie uh, part of this yeah. whole thing felt like. A, a time just to relax and be rewarded by the Speed Force before you are about to be confronted with the worst thing you've ever seen with being the sanctuary from Heroes in Crisis. But along those way, you get fun Fire. little vignettes because we're not going to be spending all of our time doing Wally West Fire. quantum fun, but you want to represent the big ones like, you know, where yeah, you have you do. Max Mercury in the 1800s, the Old West, when you have friggin' That's Johnny cool. Quick with the JSA and Stargirl and stuff like that. Even Wallace West at the Teen Titans Academy mm-hmm. with Miguel uh, being from uh, the Dial H for Hero, mm-hmm. being like, you know, hit with this power. And he thinks it's a power Shazam that he's just about to have on the it's whole fun. thing. You have this little vignette, and it's really fun to go through all these stuff that you're not going to chance. Even Barry Allen doing the whole thing, but you're just making your way to when, you know, Wally West can have that moment to really sit down and see what his future and, holds. And, and the for moment, whatever reason, always yeah. we got to build up blue, uh, Gold Beetle for whatever reason. Who's yeah, it's Jay weird. In the future. It's weird. And we'll have a question later about that in the mail. But with that, too, if you are a Wally fan, I, I've heard there's a bunch out there. Uh, this is finally like a really nice moment. I mean, he has finally. The, and, and the thing is, finally, a nice moment that actually references these real bad moments and says, you get over that things work out. So that's nice. But the thing with this from the beginning, 
I said that I thought that the Speed Force ended up getting jealous. Yeah, they said he has this connection. He's going to retire, and there's going to have to be something that proves to Wally that he needs to stay being the Flash. Now, I thought it was going to be something different, but the idea that his kids end up learning from him and becoming speedsters themselves, but in a way that they are and even really letting us know well that Jay done. gets his powers back from before Flashpoint when Iris became the, like the focal point of the Speed Force and took his powers away and stuff like that. So eventually, like all the questions I had them coming back after Flash Four and stuff like that, like is Jay still a speedster in this new universe stuff like that? We find out that everything matters, like the Omniverse likes to tell us, DC and Infinite Frontier likes to tell us, but. He gets his powers back, and Irie has her powers back, and they're both speedsters and that's in the awesome. far-flung future. But the problem is, and I, I don't think it's actually a problem, because how old Iris and Jay, Irie and Jay look here, it really does seem like it's actually further in the future than what we would have in the Flash future state. Yeah, where it does, Wally and that's good. Like, taken over by the four horse of the apocalypse and kills all the speedsters. Well, so again, it looks when like that she, maybe was averted. She, and yeah. And also averted or afterwards changed, but they remember because that could just be thrown into the, Oh, don't worry about all this nonsense by the time you get to this. But this is the first inkling of it's going to be averted and it has to be. Uh, we were talking about that in the Slack today about everything. And it's more centered on Gotham and the magistrate, obviously. But are you going to want, like, people are, I think that they're going to continue with, and the future state will end up being the main continuity. I'm like, are you, you insane? They have to change something because the idea, you bait, might as well kiss goodbye every Flash and Green Lantern fans. That, that's what I said. They're all gone. And not even just John gone. hangs out in Metropolis, <laughs> Supergirl's on the moon, and, and Superman's just a gladiator on Warworld. Yeah. So, with this, and just as an aside, what it I think... It was fun you, for two months, but I, no I thank think, you. And that's the problem. It's fun for a possible future event, not a regular continuity. And what I think we're seeing as we rush towards what looks like future state, I just think they want to get to it before we avert it. You get to it, you know how it's going to continue. Oh my God, the stakes are high. We got it. Boom, it's averted in probably some sort of event or something. But this shows, at least here, now there's an omniverse, who knows, whatever. But this seems regular deal. That Iris is there, Irie is there to say, hey, listen, this all works out. That You don't worry. And like I said, I like this because Wally's going to give it up for his family. And then when he finds out, well, I can't believe I, you know, I retired. No, 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 you didn't retire. You're joking. We uh, ended up, uh, and you taught us. It's not just like, oh, you did retire and we snuck off and, and went. No, 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 you didn't retire and you were there to help us become better. And and all this. So this is where, again, it's funny, too, because Wally knows what happens if you mess around with time and things and even tells Irie, you can't tell me this, that or the other thing. But he's being told this. He has to now be the like that would end up screwing up time and things like that. So I really like that he was going to retire for his family. And the reason why he's going to come back and not retire is for his family, for his kids. That's it's, perfect. Fun, it's funny, it's too, because, like, you know, Jay being attached to Gold Beetle, and that we knew from before that yeah, Gold yeah, Beetle Gold did Beetle. know Wally in the future and stuff like that. We know the, where there's a connection now with her dating a son and stuff like that, which is fun. It's one of those things, though, where I'm, I'm torn, though, because Irie is married in this whole, in the future. Yeah, but she won't and say she won't who. tell us who the husband is. We just know that Wally it's doesn't fun like him. And there's guess, a lot, right? And you no, know, the thing is, it's very fun. It's one of those things that I love that you don't Barry put a freaking Allen. button on something and say, this is definitely what's going to happen. Because I hate that stuff because it never does. But I yeah. also want to know who it is. <laughs> Until she says... If if I tell you, it'll ruin a lot of uncomfortable moments that you end up making a fool of yourself and things like that. I'm like, 
who the hell could it be? I mean, is it possible that it's Wallace and she actually, you know, married? Well, like, Wallace is a lot older than anybody. I know, but even saying, hey, who cares, Eric? That's, then, you know, you see that all the time. A lot I of just, people care. Like, I'm telling you, the, the idea of who or what, like, it would be funny that she ends up marrying somebody who has the same name. Uh, something like, I'm, I just kept thinking of what would be that uncomfortable and making yourself a fool. Like, I don't know. We'd have to see it. It well, seems like it'd it, be it, something. It doesn't have to be anybody that you know right now. No, it's just somebody know, that was dating I his daughter that and he didn't like them. Pl- I think they're playing at the idea. I mean, the idea of Wally knowing somebody who, who does he know? I mean, it's going with the idea that this should be somebody that he's in. Oh, you're right. Reverse flash. Eric is who it is, right? Zoom is who. I don't know. It'd be funny, though, to see who it was. Maybe eventually we will. Maybe they'll just lay it out there and we'll never find out. But I don't know what's, what your thing is with these older men in Irie. I'm just saying. Uh, it has to be somebody, and who knows? Who knows what they play? And it could be a time jumper. And they're, they're, and also the idea of the infinite frontier. Maybe they're younger now. I don't know how it'll be. I don't know if we find out. I'm just saying, who would you think it would be? Because there really are giving hints at somebody who Wally would really be either upset about well, that's or, the thing is, you it know, could be anybody. Something. It doesn't have to be a character that's actually there or introduced Yeah, but then yet. there's no somebody... joke. Well, I'm you saying know what I mean? no I joke think that... anyway because you don't know. Well, I'll think that you probably see this later on in the flashbook that she starts dating somebody. It has to be somebody that he'd probably get upset about. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. If it, if, if it isn't anybody we know, then it's a really lame joke that it's like, oh, you know, it'd be like me. You won't believe who Zach is dating. And you go, oh, my God, who? And I'm like, oh, this girl named Jen. You're like, okay, well, that's not great. Well, I'm just saying the idea that, like, you know, you meet somebody, like, your your son in the future is like, oh, who are you married to? Oh, I don't want to tell you because you make a fool out of yourself in front of the entire time and you you don't want that to happen. Doesn't mean that you have to know who it is right now. Yeah, but I'm saying if if you, why why would he make a fool of himself just because he doesn't know who it is? Because he's dating his daughter. Yeah, no, I'm saying the fool, no, but why wouldn't he, why would a Wally West not like somebody that you end up, I don't think it's just that. Just the idea of, oh, I don't like him. It has to be something because the idea of her saying it's so great and all that stuff, I just don't get the play that she would just say, oh, it's some guy named John. I mean, that wouldn't change anything. She'd still, if it happened back in the past, then still not like him. Uh, But, you know, whatever it is, it's nothing. We probably won't ever see anything about it anyway. Uh, But yeah, I don't know when you would even, because I'm telling you, as far like along this is with comic book time, stuff like that, I know there were agents of people and stuff like that because I know that, uh, Andy and Aquaman, she's going to be aged up when Nike, like, you know, comes forward, you know, with the Aquaman stuff going forward. So I don't know if we're going to do anything with Jay and Ivy. No, we, we've seen lines. things all along where we jump ahead in time, especially in a flashbook that we've seen, you know, like the Tornado Twins at one point and things. Maybe we'll jump well, ahead that, at that's one completely point. Different. That's the no, I'm saying century. maybe we jump ahead at points to go to their wedding or something to see what's happening or they have like an arc where we go we, we jump all the time and then the things with this or maybe he has to avert something to save it who knows if it's just thrown out there it's just thrown out there but you end up having well, what when are we going to see gold beetle you know you're throwing that well, out there gold as well. beetle a lot yeah i'm saying though you say that jay's dating her you think we're going to yeah. see a lot of them doing things i mean i don't I know think maybe now, it, but the th- with the connection that he made with like you know with the first meeting between wally and gold beetle with his quantum leaping throughout time stuff like that i think what he does meet her again he's going to know like the situation of her like you're dating my son in the future yeah. which is probably already going on for her at the same point because she is a time traveler yeah i just think that you would jump ahead or say she would come hey there's a problem with jay and you'd jump ahead in time or there's a problem with irie i don't know maybe we'll just see it's an side it's like one of those yeah, weird they, things in doctor who when they introduced dr river song and she was like you know had already nah. dated the doctor who never knew her at yep, this point yeah 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 
Yeah, so whatever. But yeah, they're still pushing that gold beetle, which to me is nonsense. But you end up where you go off and at the end, they decide. And I mean, they by Barry uh, Green Arrow, who makes bad coffee. We find out he's really not useful for much. And also Mr. Terrific, where they're trying to figure out what they can do and say maybe this thing is from within the speed force itself and it's trying to expel something so why don't we just shoot some energy into it a tachyon kinda, burst yeah. into the speed force to help it blast whatever's in there out along with it and with that Irie says that she kind of knows that they you know she knows that it works out all these things with it going on and they're going to do that but when you end at the end with the idea that there is wally at the whole sanctuary with people seemingly getting killed all around him as they are uh, it seems like maybe it is Barry Allen and Mr. Terrific, who was the one who caused all those deaths. And that would that be because speed this is a, yeah, this is a everybody. smart thing. I mean, this is really good to go. Now, we've we've had already whispers, sweet nothings. It, it was reverse flash. But that kind of might have still never made sense to me either. No, no, it just didn't. made this him paranoid sense. about things. This actually works out more that he lost control of the speed force. Now, if anybody can make it make sense that he ran into a computer and saw deleted files, I'd be happy as hell. But I don't think that ever yeah. is going to happen. No. But it's such a weird idea because you see all these characters die here. And it makes sense for how we started this new Flash, you know, story arc off the new creative team and everything involved where green arrow is pissed off that wally west you know is going to be in the like the justice league and stuff like that because he blames wally for killing roy and everybody else involved and he's furious and can't get over it even though barry's telling him like look it wasn't his fault if we go from this point and say that michael holt oliver queen and barry allens are the ones that did this causing roy's death it's gonna like you know I don't even know how they're going to take it, honestly, but I know it's going to take a lot of heat off of Wally for it. It takes all of it. I mean, and it makes sense. This burst of energy that was just almost like, you know, a MacGuffin, a, a deus machina. Oh, my God, a, a surge. Well, this makes sense. They were saving the Speed Force and the Speed Force with this issue that I like as well, showing that it's not even just a thing that the, it can go through all the time and also dimensions and omniverse and things like that going to a super friend so it's a little connected. wonky with things though because i want to know at what point that wally like blacked out during that which he would if he is a future consciousness invaded his order I, I don't think that anything it has to invade it at this point i'm saying that this is that surge this is not what's happening where wally's jumping between things this is another thing they're doing so all of a sudden you get a supercharged speed force Maybe we'll see that that supercharge goes out of everybody with the deal. I don't know that you have to even explain Wally being in or out because they're doing something different, not involved with what the Speed Force originally was doing. So this Wally well, that's Wally sitting be there. Wally the conduit then? That doesn't well, because saying, it expelled but, out of his body and Wally is now are, jumping well, into did, his but, own body in the past? But I don't even know that right there. I mean, I can't say that full out that that is Wally jumping into his body right there because when he says no, that's what he said in Heroes in Crisis. There's not anything that different in what happened. The only thing that's different here, him looking up and everybody in the air, it's kind of not what we saw. They just got zapped and fell yeah. down. So I don't know what that is going on, but I don't know. We might end up having one of those things where just like when he didn't jump right away into Jay, that this might just be that while he's going around and then that speed, it bursts out of whatever. And it just ended up being this one. I don't know how they'll play it out. Cause I'm telling you, uh, it feels like it's getting a little wonky now because we want to make this right with the sanctuary because yeah, we want to have Wally make it West right. be the hero that he is. And this, it's been hard to sell. Everybody keeps yeah. trying to make Wally better, but you have this lingering murders, like multiple murders yeah, yeah, on your mind. Yeah. It's hard to do that. So when it we do this here, even getting to the point where Irie and Jay are like, you know, Irie is explaining stuff to Wally in the body of her brother Jay. And then he goes off. Jay's body 
for some reason disappears with Wally's consciousness as he quantum leaps through time mm-hmm. now. And I don't understand why that happened to the point where we're going to go into the heroes in crisis. And I want to know what they would have said before the idea that Wally blacked out during this, like we saw with Jake mm-hmm. Garrick when he punched out Hitler and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This seems to be the thing that happens when the, like the Wally's consciousness takes over somebody's now, body and how we get to the point of, you know, then Wally trying to like cover his tracks by shoving chattering mm-hmm. teeth down. And, like, well, you know, this is, this Citizen is the Steel's weird thing throat. about it is you don't like, if you end up showing like all we see is the no and then the deal where he looks like he's coming after the fact if he is in the body now he is after the fact well, where it seems like it's going on at the same time because yeah. you're still in the air falling down but from what i'm happened. saying though if he's just like no they're up in the air already i mean it had to have, so I, i'm getting the idea that maybe it happens and wally goes with himself that i don't know because if you were just there to say, listen, all this is about getting rid of heroes in crisis. We hate that. It was the worst thing. You have a very good opportunity of just going into Wally's body 10 minutes before this and having him run over to the Antarctic and have that explosion there and hurt nobody. I mean, it's very easy to do that. You could have, and nobody would have complained. They would have said, okay, that's awesome. It's done. But you're still playing with the idea that it looks like this whole thing happened, shifting the blame a bit, which is kind of an odd play. But I don't even know because you look at them and they're up. Everybody's grimacing and things. We may find out something that they aren't dead and we'll we'll have to see. I see them there. I'm not seeing the blood or the guts as we saw before. And even with that, Poison Ivy dies later while she's crawling through the house and writes this flash symbol on the ground. So some of these things, and you even mentioned before, Roy isn't there. And right. so there's some but weird we things going on. saw him also like he died on the porch. Yeah, he looked like he was on the porch. At some point, I don't know what, how, remember, that was how close they're playing the things yeah. going and on Poison here. And Poison Ivy was a big to-do where she they, she tried to warn them. It's the Flash symbol. It's Flash in the See, blood on the that floor. That's on the cover. I don't remember Yeah, but that was still though. in the deal. I think that that was her trying to warn them that it was Flash. And uh, But yeah, with that, though, like I said, nobody's bleeding. Everybody's up there grimacing. Yeah, they have their eyes closed. But even then, some of them look like they have. I, I don't know how they're going to play this out and how they're going to do all of this. Of well, if even it heroes was in crisis never made a lot of sense because I don't no, know why the electricity would shoot through people with blood. Because even at the one point when I we know. saw a goon boy initially die, looked like he had a bit of wood stuck through him. Yeah, he did. I mean, everything got. And then it changed again in that story. Seriously, so you're playing with that. But like I said, where I'm hoping that you get like. I said, nobody would be upset if you ended up where, boom, oh, my God, this is the sanctuary. I got 10 minutes, boom, and runs away and blows up. And nobody, and I don't think anybody's going to complain, but that is the easy way out. This seems like maybe you'll get involved in some sort of, you know, thought out story to try to and pretty much try to put an end to something that wasn't very well thought out. And if people there are people who I find. Who like that Heroes in Crisis I mean, yeah, people, Wally West fans They hate it because of what happened It, it still, it was it was a bullshit story Things didn't match up, things were changed Things were through exposition, turned around And stuff like that, please, just get rid of this the nonsense The worst part so. is that Red Devil died Before Flashpoint, this was his reintroduction Into the new continuity after New 52 now, And immediately he dies, I'm like, no, yeah, Red yeah. Devil Yeah, really <laughs> And even then, remember, that wasn't an Everything Matters deal where you ended up, like, even if you're going to play that where they go back and, and some, Solstice, because, I'm like, last time yeah. we saw Solstice, she ended up, like, being stuck on a prison planet in the future because of Bart Tor, the Kid Flash of the, uh, like, the Impulse Kid Flash of the New 52 Team Titans. She went there to be with them. He somehow got Nothing out of that sense. prison. She was stuck there, but she somehow came back. She's in the sanctuary and dies. We're not Solstice, no. L- L- Lagoon Boy was talking about shit that didn't happen in that continuity at that yep. point, right? 
right? Teen Teen Titans Titans East. East. Yeah, yeah, East. Yeah. And so all this stuff going on, just nonsense. And so you, I I just, I want to see how it plays out. See what this means, what's going on. So it does get now. Again, I said at the end of last episode that I couldn't wait for this for. Yeah, I know, really. Poor kid. And then that was a weird narc anyway. And then even in this, maybe we can finally get past the idea that the biggest thing that Firestorm has, not not a two minds in one and all this. It's that his hair is always on fire, which it's not. It's an illusion. So, it's fine, Jim. Yeah, yeah. The thing Ridiculous. is, you can't go and avert this all the way because why you would like to, because obviously you, just, you don't want all the heroes to die and other heroes to be the cause of that. You do have big things going on right now with Poison Ivy based off of what happened you in do. this book. So you need to continue on with that. And you also have... Um, but Boy, that's in everything matters. You know what I mean? Something, you know, going forward with Infinite Frontier. So you kind of need this still to happen. Well, seriously, that looks like it's involved in even more stuff. But yeah, you, you still, but that's the thing. You don't see, right? Like you could end up saving everybody, but you know, and even the idea, play with the idea that Poison Ivy is really hurt. You could still play out that whole deal where she comes back and they, they nurse or whatever, but you know, nobody cares if Lagoon Boy actually is alive now. I mean, kinda, you can, I you can make him like, less I of a murderer. I kind of want Hotspot back because when we yeah. saw him before, he was kind of cool. Like, they reintroduced him only to kill him off. Yeah, he's got anger issues there. But yeah, Roy being not in there, maybe that is like the funny thing is you took the idea of, well, something's wrong because Roy's not in the picture. Maybe they actually are thinking ahead, like you said, that, well, we're doing all this stuff with Roy dead. So he has to remain that way. Uh, or you could it be would it be funny? You end up averting all of Heroes in Crisis. Roy's like, well, you know what? I don't even know why I was here. I was actually over my drug problem and gets in his car and gets hit by a semi dead. Two minutes final later. Destination. <laughs> it's final destination. It's final destination. Then Tony Todd no. comes out and gives you an ominous monologue about what's going on. And then all of a sudden his chest opens up. He's got bees in there and honey and stuff, right? You Eric, know what's uh, got to do this? What the heck? Um, man, come on. Watch a goddamn it's, movie. It's Candyman. <laughs> it's the Candyman's no, can. Stop saying it. Uh, but with that, I know I already said it <laughs> twice. I'm in you? trouble. Beetlejuice. You end up, I like this. Now, so again, we started saying things, but even the idea, Iris, that, that's nothing to do with this. You know, I, I just thought it'd be fun to play around. Uh, you didn't want to have fun. So we didn't do that. But yeah, even this, though, it's intriguing. It's intriguing to not with her husband. Future house. I think it's you. Well, that's the thing you is, leave, uh, again, you like I said, Jess. I'm torn on the idea where I want to know who it is, but I also don't because every time that writers leave a book or no, do something yeah. with the future, that's putting a pin in something and saying this has to happen and it, it never happens. So I hate it, that. Later on, you just have him have an awful divorce. Whoever it is is a hitter, Eric, and it didn't work out. That's why he didn't like it. She's going for the bad boys. That's why Wally wouldn't like it. Uh, But yeah, you have this going on with that. I I think it's really good. I had a lot of fun at the beginning and then at the end. Uh, again, at the end of last, I just need I, to know how the rules work at the end because, like I said, with well, Jay's we'll body see. disappearing with Wally's consciousness—that's weird. To lead in the future, like the uh, the heroes in crisis, I need to know what's going on with the past Wally's consciousness while future Wally is invading his body right now. Well, like I said, I think one of the bigger things is you have to. We're going to have to see what the effect is of this tachyon surge that they're sending, and that's an outside stimuli where maybe at that point. The whole speed force shuts down with this nonsense for a set. I mean, it's dealing with that. We'll have to we'll have to see. But there has to be an out. And like at at a point, you're wondering where's the out for for Wally. I mean, how is he going to get out of this? And they kind of figure. And if you're going to complain, and it would too, be at this time too, where Wally would then go and grab Harley Quinn and yeah, Booster Gold and, and put them inside 
the freaking hologram chamber to make them think the other one killed these people. And remember, at that point, you really didn't and have. And also shove chattering you, teeth down Remember, you didn't. Throat. Yeah, and also at that point, you didn't have, you know, time traveling going on and things like that, even though you ended up having that as well. So, uh, you have all this going on. I'm, I'm interested. I'm a lot glad. Of things have to happen next issue. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm glad, actually. At first, I was disappointed until we started talking. I was disappointed because I thought from the cover we were going to get more heroes in crisis. I just wanted, like Future State, I just want this shit to be averted. And let's get to some fun times. And everything up until then. I feel almost like, just like look at the cover, fun times. Even though it's a cliffhanger, you need to have that there because I think it's going to sell more issues than a Super well, Friends cover. Maybe. But why? I, I don't know. But why I like it. Is as you're reading it, I even start thinking like, wait a second, like we can't have three pages at the end where probably like it just runs off the, the Arctic and blows up like that one. So leaving it for a whole issue, I'm good with that. And actually leaving it for a oversize because it, it's going to be going off into a couple weeks from now in the flash annual. So that actually even gives you more space. So I, I like that. I like well, it's that. It's such a just, weird idea because I feel like the tachyon burst might have solved the problem, but also might have killed all the heroes. The because deal. right yeah. now, I don't know where we stand on this timeline situation where somebody would have an overdose of the speed force. Is it like, you know, acting out that while he has to dissipate because that didn't happen in the story? Where do we deal with that situation? Because it yeah, feels like yeah. it's, that's taken care of now. And while he's just confronted with the worst day of his life. Well, we're going to have to see. We're, and I, I'm glad that you're going to have, like they thought ahead and said, let's do something with a little more page count because we got a lot. They, they do have a lot to get into, like a convolution of things to get into what will go forward and showing us, again, what can happen with timelines and things like that as well. So I think that that's pretty cool. I like the art throughout. Uh, the only art that I was a little off with was a little bit of the stuff with Irie. Uh, but not so much. I like some of it, but then when they went into space, it got, it got a little wonky. But you know, I kind of wish that, we would have taken some time to do just to set up future things, which because we haven't dealt with it a long time, and who knows how the situation works anymore from the Nifty Two and the Rebirth into Infinite Frontier. Is actually have Wally jump into the body of Wallace's father, the, the, the New Fifty Two Reverse Flash, mm-hmm. who went sacrificed himself, and everybody believes him dead. Do something there where he lives. Like, you can bring him back to the yeah, group. I like that. While nobody really cared for him as the Reverse Flash, it'd be cool to have this other reverse flash and a a connection to wallace west the kid flash currently you know what's funny what what he did is what i basically said i was thinking they were going to have wally do he ended up running into the deal and blowing up and saving everyone at the last second (laughs) but even then like if if wally wasn't so just ripped apart by dc or whatever it might have been a a cool enough play where he runs off and blows up himself and you think he's dead but if if they do that like really you solved the heroes in crisis and killed him because it would be awful but reverse flash died a hero and And i would have loved to have seen maybe like you have that like you're saying and then but you haven't had like in the mind deal but it would have been cool for wally to hear what the reverse flash ended up doing so he could tell Wallace how much of a hero his dad was and things like that. But it doesn't really work out. That well, that's way the whole big this. thing too, because Wallace just believes that his father was a villain. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. It's, doesn't know anything about the suicide awesome. squad with it, which we really enjoyed the redemption of Daniel West. The, the funny thing though, like Wally jumping into Daniel West's body, he and wouldn't also, really know be, what he was up to, is, you know, because of how things changed. I, I even put it separately for whatever reason, but this is essentially Wally's uncle. Yeah. 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 It is. And I, um, I thought that was a great moment. If people don't understand what we're talking about, it was in the run of, uh, I believe, the new Suicide Squad? Sean Lewis of the new, might have been like the new news. <laughs> there was a bunch, but it, it was, was with 
Daniel West reverse flash on the team. And it, it was a really good book. You ended up kind of dealing with the characters themselves and some of their problems. One of my favorite of the recent suicide, and it's not really recent anymore, no, but it's one of the more old. recent ones. But I really did enjoy that. We had like three series since, I believe. Boomerang, a Maybe gem, one. a gem in that. Boomerang was so good. So in was that. Holly Quinn and Deadshot. Harley was great. Deadshot was great. He had Black the Mana. jitters. He had the jitters. Black Mana just joined the team because he had nothing better to do because at that point they Aquaman had was Aquaman dead was dead. had no meaning. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just going to. When they found out that Black Mana volunteered, they went. But with that all, just <laughs> to just to. Give what you a team. little inkling of the fun. You ended up at one point where they're kind of like in a Middle East area. Destro on the team very briefly. Yeah, I believe so. Well, remember at the beginning, if that was the run, I think. Yeah, they had that yin and yang of each weird. character, right? So you end up having Boomerang uh, going and seeing a bunch of kids not having fun, but they they're in a pretty much you know it was like a the Taliban, country? right? A, a war torn country with the Taliban, but. They wanted to play soccer, but that wasn't allowed. Boomerang's like, screw that. Let's play soccer. Starts playing soccer with these kids. These military guys go, what do you think is going on? He goes, well, it's the weekend. And like, you know, well, what do you mean? It's like, that's what we're working for (laughs) the weekend. And and he was going to get killed for just wanting kids. And blew the mission completely because the only of time wanting the boomerang has not yeah. been a piece of crap. Wanted, in so wanted long. kids, but it was funny. Like he was, but he wasn't. He he. Oh, it was so good. But yeah, he wanted to play soccer with the kids and make them happy. And because of that, the whole mission. Was and if blown. I know anything about them Aussies, they like that soccer. That's true. They were working for the weekend. I, I love. That. Don't you know about the weekend? They're like, what? We're working for it. And then he just started doing his nonsense. But yeah, what would you give this overall? I ended up giving this an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art throughout and the different like artists coming on for different parts of the book. I thought worked really well for this. And I that cliffhanger, like uh, not only this cliffhanger, but I was really upset about last issue's cliffhanger with the Legion mm-hmm. of Doom and the Super Friends. This worked out really well. It was really fun. And at the end, I'm like, I need to know what's going on. I might have some questions. I might have some problems like I did last time. But as long as you give me the answers like you did here, I might it'll be all good in the end. But right now, I'm giving an 8 out of 10. Had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I'm going 8.8. I really liked it. And yeah, you, you had more trepidation at the end of last issue, saying, oh, my God, this kid. And the, the way the that super friends, the goofiness yeah, of it, yeah. the negative speed force, reverse flash. But I need to know how any of this makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, and so with that, I'm starting to trust Jeremy Adams. I'm starting to trust him that I think that he has a, you know, a grasp on what he's doing uh, because that could have went real wrong and it didn't. It actually went better than me and you probably could have even imagined or hoped for. So I'm thinking that at the end of this, yes, it's another one of these, okay, what's going to go on? But it does have us kind of coming up with ideas and thinking. So I think that he is going to try to do something that, Will end up Big being set and and again we want heroes in crisis to be averted, but you've already Just pointed like out you re- you've pointed out a hundred percent it can't totally be. No. You've relied on too many things since then, but shift the blame a little i mean just imagine the craziness of an oliver queen that's so upset and then realizes he's the one that was he's involved this, in killing yeah. roy that that's crazy and really why else is he there he's making coffee i agree right the, the so whole that's thing of why him being upset i'm done that only leads to this in yeah. my mind it was a great way to set up that story and have like you know Oliver Queen with Barry Allen and Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific, the fourth smartest man in Seriously. the universe. I'm like, Oliver Queen doesn't belong here. He's the odd no, man out. No, he doesn't. The only connection now, we have is the death of Roy. Where else doesn't he kind of belong, in my mind? Might be Checkmate, right? 
But if you ended up having him realize that shit goes real wrong in this universe by people meddling into things, I could even use that as a way that he would get involved because Checkmate's there to try to check off all these other things and make things right. I can even make that as a setup for him to go to that, though I don't think it's really going to be that because people don't talk to Bendis, it seems. Look, but the thing is, Bendis he doesn't listen to anybody else. I know he's going to, but I don't anything. mind that I can make a little headcount of myself of him when if he finds out if that's what happens and he finds out that us just pressing two buttons and doing this, there's things that are too powerful going on in this universe and they have to have somebody looking out for and looking into these things. And the next big thing would be Leviathan who somehow now has played out that he grabbed all the people from the DEO and the Argus and, and, and ended up giving them new jobs. And they're all there. We'll see. Well, it's funny because remember when we said that Bendis wanted to just destroy everything he didn't know? He ends up destroying all of these you know, covert operations just to make his own big one in Leviathan. He's <laughs> such nonsense. But I'm going to go eight out of uh, 8.8 out of 10. I, I really did like this. But we're going to go off now. To some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear. Yes, and here we are, Mail with Jim and Eric. And if you want to be the star of the show, like Red and Jamin and Redacted, Eric, you, you end up mailing us in at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. We're going to start with Red. Red says hello, Jim and Eric. What's up, bro? Red. First off, I hope everything's good with you guys. Never. You got shot in the face <laughs> with a nail gun today. Yeah, you got shot week. in the face with a nail gun. And then I just end up being me. I want to thank you guys for coming. Well, if you want to hear a funny thing, this will be something that will embarrass me, but you'll let He'll get a kick out of it. Me and Logan went to the mall yesterday because we had to go to Dick's, right? And Dick's are big in that area, I hear. But we ended up going to the mall because he wanted a weighted basketball. He's okay. doing his maneuvers, right? He needs the heavy basketball to work on his handles. So we ended up going. He ended up having some money, so we go there. So I, he actually asked, do you want to walk around the mall? At one point, fashioning himself, wanting some Annie Ann's pretzels, which we didn't yeah. get because I think they're nonsense. But we end up, we go out and we start walking around. And we see that there's this contraption. It's on the first floor. It's this weird So we go over to look, and it, it seems to be a in-mall bungee jumping simulation. Okay. You, you get in a harness. This thing goes. And it, it has like like almost like spider legs. It looks around where it just picks you up and goes. So I, I, we didn't know what it was. We go walking towards it. Nobody's there, but a the guy's running it. And I, I get in there and I'm trying to look. I can't see. I'm looking. And he goes, whoa, 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 buddy. A weight limit of 160. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. Like, I'm like, I wasn't even going to go. I'm just looking. He goes, I'm just telling you, you can't go on this. Weight I'm limit of 160. Here, like, I couldn't have gone on this thing in middle no, school. No, who could have? <laughs> and the thing was, I was so mad. I'm like, screw you. So the rest of the time we're walking around, then Logan, I don't even know that Logan could have actually went on. Now, I don't see a scale there. 
So I'm like, well, it's this guy. All you I got that guy. Go, He's oh, the scale. It's like oh, an old I, carnival barker. I'm telling you, you that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'll guess your age too, buddy. You're 200. So I said, hey, how about this? I'll guess something about you. You're a loser. So I ended up getting so mad. Logan Logan realized that at a point, now I'm lazy too, Eric, but at a point, my goal in life shifted to me now for a year, working out and getting in shape so that I could go back and do that bungee jumping thing I didn't even want to do. I was so angry. And then Logan's big thing was, you'll go back and he won't be there. It'll be done. I'm like, just like Mr. T. That's right. I got so angry. I'm like, what, why would he say? Like, I, I didn't. I, I had why. a, I had a kid with me. 160 though. That, that's like I nothing. Seriously. <laughs> I also want to think. And Mark Jager's like, I don't know, Eric. I think that he, you're being harsh. He told me the other day <laughs> that I, I shouldn't end up putting my kids' pictures in the Slack, not because it'd be dangerous or anything. He's saying that. I'm ruining Eric's joke about me being ugly because my kids are so good looking or something. I'm like, hey, get it from my mother. I also want to thank you guys. Stop hitting on them kids. I also want to thank you guys for not shutting the door completely (laughs) on it, even though. Oh, he says, I like to thank you guys for covering static number one. Oh, all right. That asshole was giving me static, Eric, right? I was so mad. I was so mad. And that's what, no, no, that stupid bungee thing. Oh, now I should read to you. And also, also read. I'm just a. The idea, though, is I, I did kind of set up not even really telling you the whole. That's why we didn't get any ants. I'm like, we're getting those buttery pretzels. I'm on, I'm on a mission now. Daddy's going to get thin. To get to 160, I'd have to just like starve myself, I think, because I think at my, you know, I graduated high school and I'm, I was 150. Uh-huh. Seriously. I also want to thank you guys for not shutting. Uh, that's not bad for being three foot eight, right? Uh-huh. I also want to thank you guys for not shutting the door completely on it, even though the first issue was not the greatest. Talking again about static, which we talked about on the uh, like the static. Patreon spotlight. I, I want the best for it. Yeah, that's we like the character. Uh, I, I like that Optimus Prime ended up tweeting DC and saying, enough of this season nonsense. I don't understand <laughs> it. I'm, I'm right with you. I don't know what it means. Like, and he didn't even realize he's like, we had that with the Green Lantern. We had, I'm like, don't forget Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, what's going on? Like with Mr. Miracle. Overall, I agree with you guys about the idea that they should have at least revisited the march and the confrontation between Virgil and Hot Street. I love the art; it's very unique, and at least as you see, I am not. I'm still looking forward to the rest of the series, especially after that cliffhanger. Letting the family know that he has powers before he even becomes a superhero is an interesting angle, and I'm curious with what they'll do with it. I just you end up that only seems to be something to cause conflict. You know, like between well, the family that. and stuff. But I don't want it within the family. Like, I think that the idea, because most of the play is it's usually one of the parents that's around. I think we're heading for a divorce. I also don't <sighs> miss as much Static's angst, giving what happened to him. I mean, that does uh, that does that does happen in the original series as well. But again, Jim at a point saying that you had the fun first. And that's actually what I wanted to show. And I think that. With this, it's it's that kind of combo. They're trying to get it towards the times now, but also that idea that nobody could have fun anymore, Eric. You, you don't have comics that are fun. They have to be thought-provoking first. Hopefully it gets better, but I appreciate you guys for reviewing it. I also enjoyed you guys talking about Ruthie, number one, featuring Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. She's a and, rock farmer. And the late, great crypto. I mean, is it one of those things like, hey, Ruthie, you rock. And then she's like, you asshole that's what they yell us as they go by 
Uh, I don't. What do you throw at somebody who's a rock farmer? Tomatoes. You know what I mean? Uh, a pillow? Tomatoes would be good. Uh, you end up one of those where you have a Corn message cops. on a tomato and throw it through the window. That'd be cool, right? That'd be they awesome. can't afford windows. They're rock farmers. <laughs> <laughs> They're just slate. Uh, and the late great crypto. If it was Streaky, the super cat that was shot by arrows at the end of the issue, I think I would have been even more upset. Eric may have a point if everything matters. Why isn't Supergirl a little more than just surface level? Well, I know why, Tom King. And why is she with Crypto and not one of her numerous pets? Now, that I won't blame Tom King. They've been really pushing her with Crypto sure, for the last couple of years. So that, that does She couldn't even sense. go on a mission with space to tie into Bendis' nonsense without Crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so if they didn't have Crypto, people would be like, where's the Cryptos? Don't I would never laugh. have said that. That's how it well, I I say that when all of my cryptocurrency goes down, Eric. I don't follow the market the Dogecoin? well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you just told me. You might have asked me out on a date. Don't laugh at me, but these last couple of months I've been reading a lot of this funny. Don't laugh at me, but the last couple of months he's been reading a lot of Supergirl. Yeah, throughout that's one of my, you know, favorite ones. Throughout the years though, uh through the infinite app. What I found in reading I all of this is that I know, and I, I worry because that's not available worldwide, and it feels like we're feels like we're digging in. <laughs> hey, all you Europeans, Check all the fun I'm having. That. We love that infinite USA. app, right? It's USA. awesome, USA. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, rocking in the USA. If it was streaky, <laughs> the super cat. Yeah, so he ends up where he's watching all of that. Yes. Still reading in America throughout the years, though, uh, he has right. found it's okay. reading, reading all of this that she has a rich history. And if you actually did everything matters, you can create a complex, crazy story, especially if you kind of fit in the other Supergirls and kind of try to streamline all of it. You can make it a le- kind of like the Batgirl stuff. You can yeah. make it a legacy thing like a lot of other superheroes. So you could bring back the Peter David Supergirl. I was even having a discussion earlier. Before you, yeah, Sir L, yeah, the, the, a character that was like, you know, supposed to be from the future, but not really a part of the situation, like brainwashed by Brainiac. Because even like I had a conversation before you and I got on to the, do the podcast tonight with somebody who was a fa- like a fan account on Twitter of the girl that's playing Supergirl in the new Flash movie. Okay, they yeah. just released a few things there. And the idea that people are thinking it's this different character, like the, uh, the Laura from the Injustice series, okay. it's mostly just because of her dark hair but like Sir L as well. And I'm thinking to myself, what if this whole thing with dealing with the Flash and, you know, multiverses and time travel, which we saw at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League and stuff like that. Yeah. What if you have here, since we did, like, you know, Zack Snyder played so much heavy inspiration from the Frank Miller verse of The Dark Knight Returns and how he did it, the Batman and stuff like that and different things. And even like, you know, taking inspiration from different, like, Elseworld-esque Superman stories to do the Man of Steel. But what if this is a continuation of, like, weird time travel where the Supergirl that we have in the Flash movie is the one that was, you know, uh, Wonder Woman Superman's daughter from, you know, the Dark Knight Return- uh, Strikes okay. Back and Dark Knight 3 and stuff like that, where it's that Laura character as well. I don't know. It's just there's so much of a rich history with, like, multiverses and different Supergirls throughout the ages. It's fun to think about and it's fun to read about. And when you say that, yeah, that I, I do think that's – and he even goes the Matrix stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Except Matrix, for the Matrix. Stuff, I'm not the Matrix stuff throws me out only <laughs> because of that convergence weird. deal, but uh, it's, it's, it's still, fun because I grew, yeah. I read all of that stuff in the 90s and Supergirl was pretty much dead before I even started reading comics as a kid. So what I had was the Matrix Supergirl, which I didn't fully understand. I just know you had this protoplasmic goo yeah. that hung out with Lex Luthor Jr., the Australian. Yeah. Hello, Hello love. Who didn't know the shrimp on what the lobby? What a weird time Superman comics that I love to go back and read about. Oh, crikey, Supergirls. I have the orange hair. Uh, you end up with this, though. 
I, I think that's cool. And I, I wonder why. Now, I don't wonder why. I know why. Tom King even said on a couple of interviews, not anything on this podcast, Eric, he would not come on this, but we also would invite him. But we still, him, the idea that he was told we need to make Supergirl less precious, that that is actually like the quote from him. And from that, he went and grabbed everything he can find to make misery. So it's not that that's just that's his thing. They came to him to write the book, knowing John what Wicked. he does. This is what he does, and so he is doing what you are. He's going back and grabbing some things for some ideas and things like that. But it's always through that negative, you know, vision. It's always through that that lens that always has to be okay. What can I use to say that it's about mental illness and things like that, PTSD? But also, it has to be misery because. He is a writer, like a Dan DiDio, who always said, everybody has to have tragedy. You have to have tragedy. That's what, you know, continues things. And that's the school of Tom King. So I can't say that I blame him for anything, but I wish that this was something, at least this first issue, felt a little more hopeful and felt a little more. But he also said it goes hand in hand with what ends up being in the future state, which was an angry, angry, you know, Supergirl. So. We will we'll see. But he says, I really don't think Tom King would be interested in something like that, going back and grabbing some things. I also think that that would be something better explored in a series, not an eight-issue mini. And maybe we will get something with it. Now, was there ever a time when you got, like, characters and they go off to, like, a planet and have, like, a war that's in secret where they're fighting, right? They're secret fighting wars? Each other. Oh, is that what? Like, I wonder if they would ever do something that crazy. Like, you could tie it into a video game well, where you do have is, all of the ones battling for the supremacy of it's, the it's, character. It's even funny to think about the idea of the Supergirl, like, you know, Kara Zor-El and stuff like that, because really, beyond the one in the 80s dying, and then we had a long time of the Matrix Supergirl, yeah. the protoplasm from another dimension and stuff like that, you had that going on, and in 2003, they brought back the, the Kara Zor-El character for the idea it's the first time she's being reintroduced after, like, you know, time jumps and weird things, even though she died in the original Crisis, but they brought it back. So essentially, until the new 52 in 2011, you only pretty much had like eight years worth of Supergirl yeah. stories to really, you know, take anything off of with the development of that character. Yeah. And when you end up one of our buddies, Ange, who is a big Supergirl fan, like uh, the thing that he got mad about this. And I usually defer to people who like Ange is a big Supergirl. Like that's what he that's his favorite yeah. thing. It's the same of like the blog of Oa Hawkworld, things like that. And so when you when you have this. He did point out because some people were going and, and they're coming in as Tom King fans, not Supergirl fans and saying, you don't understand. This, this is the greatest because we're seeing the, sh- the anger and then and, and Supergirl would be angry. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's, a, that's all we've been getting. I mean, she ends this up in the new lantern. 52 crashing first off into Russia and is already pissed, then becomes a red lantern, then ends up getting infected. All these things going on. And even before that, you had Angie even say like, yeah, the Supergirl of apocalypse, like all these stories, because unfortunately, the idea and maybe Tom King will play it better. But the idea of what they do, and it's, again, a Dan DiDio idea of why do you have a Nightwing because he's not interesting. A lot of people struggle with Supergirl, and the reason you're going to struggle is how is she different from Superman? Well, what are we going to do because Superman's so good and her, like, and they do tend to try to get this, you know, skewed deal of her being angry in ways that are kind of manipulated in or whatnot. So it's not that interesting to me yet. And the story itself had a lot of wacky moments that we, we ended up laughing at, but that's unfortunate because by aging her to 21, you can fit in some of the pre-crisis stuff and mix and match it with some of the stuff that happened after she returned post-crisis and New 52 and Rebirth. I just hope that uh, after this Ruthie book, Supergirl can go on to something good. I Hopefully. really am liking Flash. 
it's a I hope so too. It's a very good fun book. And and again, people listening may think that oh look at those guys, they love the misery themselves. No no no, we we want good stories. That's that's what we want. And judging from the solicitations, it seems Jeremy Adams is going for that vibe, a fun book. As much as I'm glad the Speed Force Quantum Leap quest is coming to an end before it got old, I really did want to see an issue with Rick Tyler dealing with the fact that Wally West was in his wife's body. If anyone is familiar with the JSA run, which she should know, you would know that those uh, who can't take their hands off of each other. Question is, Wally, uh, Wally West, the reason why Shazam is going to get his own miniseries? Question for Eric about the powers and things like that. I guess he's saying in that little, you know, thing, but I right. don't think that's the case, but we'll see. Question for Eric Shea. Do you think it's possible that Gold Beetle is Jaime, uh, Jamie Ray, or Jaime Reyes's sister, Milagro? No, I, I think it's a, a descendant of like, actually, I don't even know who it would be a descendant of because it's Gold Beetle. It's obviously somebody who's either like a, it feels more like a Ted Cord booster gold, yeah. you know, uh, freaking thing, but. I d- it just doesn't feel like there is a real connection to Jaime Reyes just for what it's going for with the connection to the blue and gold-esque kind of versions. But right now it's left open. I just don't think it's anybody that we actually know. And if it is somebody related, it's a long descendant down the line. Yeah, yeah. He says the fact that she's dating Jay makes me think that. I don't know how to explain it, though. Another question, do you guys think that when Gordon – this is something I was going to bring up, and I'm glad he said this. At the point in Joker, you end up in you know that monologuing that you ended up having Gordon do where he does say – that's what happened to my first wife. Yeah, my first wife. That's why she ended up taking James Gordon Jr. or whatever. And yeah. so he asked, do you think Sarah Essen uh, and her death by the Joker is back in continuity? Would oh, that I be totally something do. else I'd play? It's weird, though. Why wouldn't you bring that up until now? Like, why wouldn't you say that? He went through the reasons and doesn't come up. Do you think it's like one of those where they're gradually leading to him confronting the Joker about that at a point, because that would be It is weird that we've never brought up everything with, you know what it, I mean? you know, with Barbara and stuff like that, because even, you know, his first wife, Barbara, came back a couple of times in the yeah. New 52 and stuff like that, and, like, you know, tried to reestablish a connection with, like, you know, our Barbara Gordon, her daughter and stuff, which is funny, too, to even think about it, because back in the day, Barbara was just, you know, Jim Gordon's niece. And yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. Like, well, everybody says yeah, daughter anyway, go. so they kind of yeah. just went with it as it progressed along the line, but... I do believe that Sarah Essen is dead still, but I don't know why we wouldn't be dealing with that more with everything that yeah, even if it was just brought up, right? as character, you see, like you, you have all this time to freaking talk about everything else in Jim Gordon's life. Why not bring that up? In yeah, this I mean, case he's well. been talking a lot about it, and even where that's full out, like he's blaming the Joker for killing this is his what son, I was just which has say. nothing going on. That's like, full yeah, out. You have Sarah. a direct connection. <laughs> Sarah's directly connected to being killed by the Joker, and yet. You're using James Gordon Jr. to kind of skew things in to make it work. But you don't again, have to make it work. Matters. I have to say that matters as well. When when he said first wife, I actually when I was reading, I'm like, oh my god, like that that's pretty cool. They're doing some things here, and I forgot to even mention it when we talked about it. But yeah, that that is something you wouldn't say first wife. Though again, like you said, she keeps coming back or whatever. I think she's one through three, and then you end up getting so it, it is an odd deal. Uh, but he says, uh, I mean, if it is, it would be nice for them to refer to it. That would I give agree. Gordon another reason and to want to kill him. And that would be. And that may be like you're waiting for that to, yeah. Like that's maybe your big even, pop-off that, moment yeah, to sort of get everybody to go and moment, guess. Yeah, I think that's the moment of guess where, you know, you think Gordon's going to do it. And it, you, you're like, and even me and you, if he ends up where you killed my son, I'm, we're expecting the Joker. Who's your son? I mean, I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. A psychopath? But I if do you that. go with this. That That's big. Uh, and I think that maybe that was a little wink-wink. Uh, before I go, I was wondering where you guys thought of the fact that Joshua Williamson seems to be the architect of DC right now. 
on paper it kind of scares me but whatever i see him in an interview the way he talks about that character makes me excited like when he gets on this is the thing i i would talk to jay from canada about this where he would say oh my god did you hear that joshua williamson interview he said that he loves comics i said well, what the hell do you think he's gonna say i mean th- these are interviews that they play the game you know, only Rob Liefeld would go on an interview Jeffrey and start, Thorne. you know, yelling things and stuff like that. Well, Jeffrey Thorne, that was stuff that he had tweeted out when he was like in high school. I mean, oh, that's how. Yeah, I thought that's that was how crazy. Stuff. See, no. I didn't look into it either. I just kind of that's blew up where I thought much it came out. Crazy deal. I when he, hate Hal Jordan. Here's so the thing: we're doing that whole thing where people are going back, you know, a decade to see what people yeah. said. They're like, "That's what it people was." Can't change. I mean, and I'm telling you, he has said, and he actually has talked to me a little about things or whatever, and seems to, you know, I like guess your I'm the problem too because I'm not looking into things. Yeah, he. But with that. He actually had told people, like, listen, when I tweeted those out, those were in forums where people were arguing back and forth about who the greatest Green Lantern was. Look, the thing is, he just got out of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, and he was done. (laughs) I mean, and still, you would go into a a Reddit chat room right now and say, Kyle Rayner's the best. You could have some, Kyle Rayner's bullshit. Well, that guy may end up writing Kyle Rayner 10 years from now, but you know what I mean? This, This whole deal. There are characters that people don't like or whatnot, but those were older tweets. And uh, that was kind of his, like, annoyance of it, saying, like, everybody, like, this is just discussion. I'm a writer now, and I'm getting, like, I'm not, eh, just with all that. But it is kind of funny that it, it's like the almost canceled, but not, because it's not an awful thing he was saying. nobody it just else doesn't cares. go with. It's Green Lantern. Yeah, but that's all it was, was going <laughs> back in time to get these things. Uh, but, yeah, he's asking if Joshua Williamson, if you're, uh, you know, if you feel okay with it being at the helm, And he says these interviews, Joshua Williamson, when he does interviews, he ends up sounding like the greatest guy ever with comics. I love comics. This was my first comic. All this. We've had certain writers that were really big at DC that would tell us nonsense. And and then we find out they told everybody this nonsense. And you're not going to go on an interview and say that you hate things like you said, Jeffrey Ford. But he plays the game. It's great. But some of the things that he's doing just don't hit with me and you. I mean, that flash run that people. They can like what they want. Yeah, say it's fan? the greatest thing ever. Uh, I was not a fan at all. Things ended up falling apart within arts and things. And I, that's what worries me about the art being the architect deal of something. But where, if he has a grandiose plan yeah, and he wants he has to a do story, something with this whole thing and like, you know, he actually can put all the pieces together in a way that makes awesome, sense right? overall. Like he doesn't have to write every book for this to happen, but he has a direction where other people can go and take what he has figured out and yeah. put that in motion and stuff like that. So far, so good in my mind. I'm not worried about what's happening, but I haven't seen everything yet. All the freaking, yeah. like, you know, the well, box haven't all been uncovered underneath here. I don't know where all the bodies are buried, but I do look forward to what he's going to bring because I like what we have right now. And the rocks, you mean, and that Supergirl, right? Ruthie and the rock farm. Uh, rock farmer. Pretty much, I think I was that. I trying to come up with analogies. It's the best <laughs> I could do. Pretty much, if you want to, in my mind, get a inkling of what's going on and, and Joshua Williamson. So it'll be next issue, you know, next week we get Infinite Frontiers number one, and that's going to be a big deal. We'll see how that jives with I liked everything. Infinite Frontier number cool. zero. I did too. I liked it a lot. So, so far, so good. Eric, we have that. Uh, but yeah, he says it, it kind of does scare him, but when he hears him talk, it gets excited. I mean, I always thought he was a better idea man than an execution man, so maybe he should have his one or two books. And just oversee everything else. And we're enjoying Robin enough, too. As usual, I am loving Infinite Frontier as a whole. And I can't wait for the event to start next week. Thanks for all the good work. As usual, keep it up. And 
not quite an event. It's it's a book. You're going through and, and you're going to go and travel through the multiverse and check out what the omniverse is and get some idea of what, event. you know, Roy and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not era. played out. Six issue mini that they're really not even pushing. Uh, as far as I can see, I don't see anybody saying, oh, my God, that's coming out next week. And. And whatnot, but it is going to be something that goes. But you fussing in a feud? No, no, no. I'm fussing. I'm a a fussing (laughs) in a fight when I should be hugging and a smooching, Eric. But here's the thing, and I'll I'll tell you right now why I don't feel like it's a big thing. Because right now, the magistrate bullshit in these Batman books, leading again to future states, seems to be overshadowing anything of a progress of Infinite Frontier coming out of all that. And coming into this new era of books, that seems to be more. That's the focus. just because we have fifteen thousand bat books. That and is only true. A handful but of other books. I'm just saying, when you're you're doing this idea of an infinite frontier, all everything matters, open timeline, and then all you're doing and stuck in these books of it's not just Batman. I'm talking Superman heading off the War World. I'm talking like all the, the Green Lanterns not having their everything Red seems X. to still be stuck in neutral from Future State. Please stop that. I want Joshua Williamson to give us the blueprint of what's going to go in the future. But the way it's spelled out, even with the September solicits just coming out, when is this future? You know, are we going to actually have to wait till 2025 before we get? I just don't understand it. You're overshadowing everything as you go. And it seems like, you know, at least Randy's saying it's an event. But you look at what's being announced. Everybody's fear state this and the magistrate and the, the, that and Eric's butt cheeks. I don't know. Everybody likes all those things. He's got flat butt cheeks. Oh. Thanks, Red. And he says, keep it Thank up. You, Thanks. Uh, for the good work, as usual, keep it up. And the next deal is J-Man. He says, uh, hey, Eric, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? He That's said, hey, he, Eric, what's up, that, Eric? That, he said, what's up, Eric? He said, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? Oh, but he, it was okay. E-Rich. So I wanted to kind of play, you know, I don't what's know. What's up, E-Rick? E-Rick. <laughs> For the last two days, I have been patiently waiting for the DC September 2021 solicits. Looking at these often gives me a view of the real future state. Wink, wake up at DC Comics and what titles, if any, I want to continue enjoying. The first thing I see in a new series of non-comic book writing things is uh, John Ridley is not a comic. He's talking about I Am Batman. The way he's getting, he says, John Ridley is not a good comic book writer. Uh, I don't know. People would argue with that. I think he's capable. Uh, you know, he's not my favorite. He's not my worst deal. Is I am Batman. Uh, and why is it in all in caps? Just the next Batman's second son hiding in plain sight as a brand new number one issue. Uh, kind of, I guess, pass. It does feel a little early. It does feel a little early of the game, but Batman looks, and, and here's the thing also, just as an aside, arguing with people on Slack about what they're going to do. I mean, it, it seems to me that it's set up. You have an omniverse. Eventually, the aversion thing, you know, you'll avert future state, but those things, what can continue, you'll continue as an omniverse deal. Else. Yeah, that's all it has to be. Batman Whether looks it's like omniverse or hypertime. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. Batman looks like a needless crossover for the fear state event. The last time tying in at an event that was supposed to mainly occur in the Batman title, every tie in issue seemed to have more of the action in the event. That's true. He's talking about Joker War. What do you think he will do for this event? When there is a separate Fear State title and a plethora of non-Batman tie-ins to tell the story in, Eric, what do you think he'll do? I have no idea. I, I don't either. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what it is. I think the only important detail in these two Batman issues is that Ghostmaker somehow has the Eye of King Powder Fear Toxin antidote. The battle of wits has begun. It ends he's when we decide path. and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead. Pass. He says. So he's not involved in that. So he's not. I am Batman. He's not with the Fear States. 
Uh, where did all these tiny inspired Gotham vigilantes come from? Is that a product of the Omniverse? Is Miracle Molly what you get when you merge Batman with a depowered steampunk techno version of Poison Ivy? No, it's just, you know, okay. It's well, just I another c- character yeah. in Gotham doing their own thing. It's yeah, like a, yeah. there's, there's a dime a dozen. You go around the block, you're that's stepping the problem, over three though. of them. I think that's what he's saying. And why, I mean, really, at the end of it, do you want a Miracle Molly or do we want to have a Killer Croc story again? And some people would be like, ah, we don't need Killer Croc. Eric Shea, he wants it. He no, wants no, a we Wrath don't because story, he's right? You want I'm Wrath good right back. now. Oh, yeah, Wrath? Yeah, I'd yeah, go for yeah. Wrath if as long okay. as it makes sense. How about Anarchy? You want Anarchy back in town with no, the Fugazi? No, we got enough Anarchy. You I don't care that? for Anarchy. How about a, a really well-done ventriloquist uh, deal? Would you like I that? I would love that. Would you love that? How about a Professor Pig story where he actually isn't disgusting? Right? No, we haven't because really he's had a disgusting lot of... man. Laszlo is disgusting as hell. You make him not disgusting, <laughs> no, you're saying. missing out. And he's just like in vaudeville. He's dancing, right? He's got his dollatrons as his like, kind side of feels like he has a vaudeville name, Laszlo Valentine. <laughs> yeah, really. It is. So how about uh, a Zaz story? You know, we no, haven't got I actually don't care about Zaz anymore. I don't really Every time either. you see him, like, oh, I'm hanging out with the Astrid Arkham. I'm, I'm rela- relatable now. I'm like, no, no get out of here, Zaz. You what I need to know, where Zaz runs out of room. He, he's no, run zombies. out. He's the illustrated man now. He's got all the marks. Then he goes no, the tattooed to. tattooed man got killed by Wally West. No, what I'm saying is he's no more. So he goes over to Professor Pig and gets a third arm to get some of this crosses on. Now that's a story. Actually, I read it. <laughs> You're in. Why well, can't Tiny give us details on everyone's favorite transhumanist vigilante in the main Batman title? That that's just he's talking. There's a secret files type deal. They keep doing this. This is what they do now. If you end up having what you're asking for now, what you're talking about having, you know, Miracle Molly Wonder, then people get mad. I, you know, if you want to learn more about Miracle Molly, you go and get that one shot. If you don't, then don't. I mean, that's you know how it works, but. If people are clamoring for so much more Miracle Molly to necessitate a $5 secret files, why don't they just have gardener. the backup story to Batman be Miracle Molly and the Unsanity Collective? And again, I, I'm i not even going to say the words. That's why. <laughs> That's the only reason. They're just making money. Because these Ghostmaker backups are not adding to my knowledge of Ghostmaker. Now you say that, maybe the Miracle Molly wanted. It'll do the same. It won't give you anything. But That's the one like thing it, about the whole idea, though. It's like, okay, everybody wants to learn about the Miracle Molly and the Unsanity Collective. Everybody but this guy over here, because I didn't like the idea when it was first mentioned. Even the the, the term oh Unsanity Collective. You? Is yes, it who yes. has two thumbs and doesn't this need guy a over here. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't care about it. And it just feels like a weird way for Batman to hear the name Simon Satan. Now that we did that, I don't have to worry about no, those fuckers anymore. I agree. Now, the problem is where... You know, it's money. And where's the cash register? It just feels like one of those weird things that you throw out there, even like Grant Morrison with the false face society and these different things like the, uh, oh, what the hell was freaking uh, Professor Pig's crew called in the beginning of his uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin. Yeah, I can't uh, can't remember now. The freak show thing. I can't think what the hell it's Mm. called, Mr. Toe. But anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. But these weird little like collectives that you have, you have this all the time. This one, like that's the thing is even the false face society and that freak show one, like that, I don't really care about those characters. No, you or don't. What we had in Tomasi's um, freaking yeah, faction yeah, yeah, in yeah. the beginning of Batman and Robin with all the people that Batman and or Robin have hurt over the years coming together to get revenge on them. Like, boot they face. went away. Boot right? face. I like, like boot like, face. You know, face. Y- you say that. You even had the cult of Two-Face more recently. Cult with Two-Face. Tomasi well, loves Even those. the cult of the first victim. Yeah, yeah. Now, with all of that, first off, you throw out that Mr. Mal- Mr. <laughs> Miracle face. Molly. <laughs> you throw that speculators are grabbing orders in store so you get you're almost playing the game of well we can throw it out there if nobody buys it the there'll Knights still be enough the people to buy it but 
the idea of this, which I think it annoys me, and what you're saying is, I actually did like when you had these groups just being thrown in. You didn't have to know much about them. You know, they were there, they did their thing, and then hey, if somebody wants to pick it up later, follow, you know, the new Falsy Society, you have this, that. And But with James Tynan, he does seem more focused on, I got to create characters, 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 and then in his own books, pushing them, pushing them. It's, it's very much like a Bendis as well, but even to a, a more severe degree where, again, though, do you want to have a one-shot in the regular Batman book with Miracle Molly? Because I've already had too much of her. I mean, we, we barely know. The Circus is Strange I, was what I, it was yeah, called. Circus I had to go strange, look it up. Right. I'm like, I knew what it is. And, um, but you know what I mean? Like some of the things I like them as, like Circus Strange, Mr. Toad, you have all these things at the beginning of that grandma. Like that's just cool to kind of get in. It's almost like a Star Living Universe thing. Hey, this gang was there. We have some fun with them. We had, And then they're gone. You don't have to have one shots. I understand that, but I understand that DC is just going to try to make money off of this, and they they do seem to sell. So you know, are now you missing to, like Phosphorus Rex and Big Top no, and nah, no, no, and and so with that too, where me and you, Eric, can get upset is the thing we read them because we're afraid we're going to miss out on something that we need to talk about FOMO. even later. So we end up having to you know deal with these one shots. Some of these other things that we end up seeing, yeah, we're not going to need to do that, but. You know, something like that would probably have to go. You also have a, a ghost maker one shot coming up, things like that, or a, a, a clown hunter one yeah. as well. Uh, as long as up, it but, does something for the character yeah. in the overall world that I enjoy, I'm all for it. Yeah, but some of these are just like, oh, let's see, you know, the misery that led to this, and it doesn't really do it, but we'll, we'll see. Now, Tanya's new characters are in, in infecting, invading Catwoman. Where is the Gardner's secret file issue? The Gardner, Eric, is, is that for next month? I guess Ram V is running out of stories because this latest issue of Catwoman didn't add anything to the ongoing storylines. I believe it's that true. it is. I believe they have a, a timing deal where they're trying to time it up with this fear state because that book is involved as well. So you end up having something, or at least there might have even been some like oh, snap. Oh man, you tell me the that Alley Town's going to be all afraid too? Yep, Alley Town's going to be taking over the Freights. They're, they're going to be afraid of it. Uh, but yeah, this, this one, this seems like a issue that is just to kind of put in here and then we'll go uh we'll see later it infuriated me but meanwhile in nightwing oracle needs an equally immobile and computer savvy arts villain now that she is mostly back in the chair i don't know if you saw that but one of the big things the in the fear state it's the anti-oracle is what we have as the we villain. had that it was called calculator yeah well not anymore eric it is funny, like you know. I want Abacus. Is is that villain? Yeah, out it's there? one of those stupid ass things because the calculator is fine because he was doing his own thing before this whole thing. But when you have this idea, it's like, all right, we have a hero. We need their counterpart because that's what happens every time they want to put out a cyborg book. What kind of robot monsters he got to fight because oh, yeah, he's yeah. the cyborg? Oh, we say the Flash has I'm to deal with something that, that deal with speed and anti speed. The thing though is the idea of. Batgirl, Oracle needing anti-Oracle Up until now for the last years Couple of years we've had it just being Oracle You'd have just different people coming out And saying hey I'm Oracle Then you have the computer Oracle Or the evil it, AI Oracle yeah, Or the, the freaking Brady yeah. Or not just the robot Oracle That's exactly. in the freaking Mountain Fortress for whatever <laughs> yeah, reason Exactly I mean it is like I'm you tired said, of that Well I know you're tired And you're very tired with Batgirl especially 
because of the idea that they just can't get her her own rogues gallery, and you can't just go with another version of Oracle to do that. That and that's even never when they really try, worked. the the characters they bring out feel so haphazardly thrown together, like they never feel like a real threat. Even when she was in her Burnside mode, the idea yeah, like yeah. this guy he drinks and drives, I gotta stop him. Damn like, right, Eric. That's I can't a remember, bad like, thing. I, I don't know why you're freaking... saying that. That's good. No, but the problem I... is she ended up waiting to like you know. At a well, bar she to see went him after him and got a few drinks drunk. while she's doing it. <laughs> she was drunk when she went after him. But just the idea, him. like even with that velvet tiger, just yeah. there was never anything that felt it was big because they're always put in cartoonish, comical situations where you never actually enhance the character. You just showed like you know, here's a counterpart who's a girl, and yeah. I'm like, it, it just never elevated the character or did anything for your Burnside book, but made things like Batgirl feel goofy. Yeah, it did. But it, it, at least that they did come up with some different ones. That made it at least feel like its own book, and you can kind of, I mean, really, like, some of the biggest villains of Barbara is, like, her brother, and they keep going with that. They, Which is she fine. Keeps, That's the yeah, thing. She keeps yelling about the he, Joker, He was right? special to her because of the connection that he, she had with him, and now he's gone. What about grotesque, Eric? Uh, you enjoyed the Velvet Tiger. I, I got a kick out. <laughs> I, I have to admit, Eric. But yeah, it is. It's something. I'm just you've waiting for that weird thing. It's like, okay, you know what? We need to really pack a punch with this new Oracle. What do we have in the background that nobody's used in a long time? I'm thinking to myself because I've been telling you, I've been on this weird Dark Knight Returns kick of just thinking yeah, about yeah. it lately. So the idea of the character Bruno, the big tough lady with freaking her like tits hanging out with the swastikas oh, over her oh, nipple, oh, that was the yeah, Joker's she's girlfriend. Crazy, yeah. Was yeah. Like, yeah, Let's she, bring Bruno back. Yeah, hey, I, I, I'm sure Bruno would go real well. Now Sorry, Bruno, that, you got canceled. That would be, You're that not would be allowed pretty to come good. Back. Uh, how about Dula Dent? You want to bring her back as the deal? You get her going. I, I'm just going through Batgirl uh, uh, deals. How about Figment? You like the Figment? Does I don't recall Figment off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't remember. What is the one that's the artiste? What was the one that was in the Burnside deal that uh, drew that picture? Dagger type. Dagger type. Yeah, I, I believe a trans character, if, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Remember when Dagger Type ended up drawing or uh, painting that picture of the wheelchair? <laughs> that was that was crazy, Eric. Uh, but yeah, so ends up wanting to see all these things. Again, even Dagger Type, who would cross dress to I become Batgirl, and it's just a bejeweled Batgirl costume and fighter. I'm like, oh, you're not doing it for me, Dagger Type. Yeah, at least it was. Tr- they tried some. I mean, it wasn't the greatest. You you really didn't like that, right? And neither did I. But uh, people really. You know, went to it. Nobody's, you know, applauding Cameron Stewart nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wait. Tech sees a continuation of the same old future state lead up stuff. I'm not looking forward to the state of future state was interesting. What leads to us to future state, not so interesting. But at least we can have fun with a story where Red Hood steals all of Deb Donovan's frosted cereal. It looks like Deb is going to make a take another pass, another trip back to Trader Joe's. At least Dan Mora is back on art pass. He says. He's not going to get that. But yeah, Deb Donovan. Really? <laughs> I, I don't care about Deb Donovan. <laughs> Deb Donovan. Give me Vicky Vale if you want to do something yeah, no. with journalism. Oh, listen to you. I just don't like that Deb Donovan's there spouting off about how everybody's bad but doesn't have a solution to make it right. It looks I like Harley Quinn thing. has a new piece of art. I don't know shit, but I hate everybody else. Oh, Harley Quinn. Uh, I, I forgot to tell you about that. looks like maybe Laura Braga is on art. Maybe, nice. maybe yeah, Stephanie Phillips like, please, I don't even recognize my own book. I, I got to get this. Unfortunately, I'll never know how good or bad the Harley story is since they shit the bed by giving me so many Riley Rossmo drawn issues. Urban Legends is now written All by Lansing Kelly and others. Does this mean Chip Starsky is off this title? He was never on it fully. It's not a Chip Starsky. Story. Yeah, it's not a Chip Starsky book. That was just the one story. 
uh, to go. And and Lansing and Kelly aren't the thing. When their story's done, you'll get somebody else there. That is a anthology book. Batman versus Bigby. Who the f is is a Bigby? That is the Big Bad Wolf from the Fables. Uh, that's not anything that if you don't know that, there's no reason to get involved with it. But if okay. you know it, some people are excited. Do we really need more Batman-centric titles? Batman the World, what's next? Batman the Galaxy, followed by Batman the Universe, followed by Batman, Batman the, the Multiverse. World, that was called Batman Incorporated. Yeah, that's what this is just different. Like, hey, here's Batman here and there and, and everywhere. Followed by Batman the Omniverse. The last time Azarella and Barhamo collaborated on a special bat title the art was amazing the story was very lackluster i i tell you all the time and i tell people in slack i i think that brian azarello is awful i liked his wonder woman run but even that had some questionable things but i just i don't like his stories i don't like anything he's done in the past bunch of years everything that he ends up doing causes more controversy and nonsense than it's worth i feel over sexualized too at times yeah and but he even did like that like he can't get away from causing trouble he did that Birds of Prey deal that was going to be an ongoing, then a mini, then one shot. And he still pissed people off with that. And all these other things, it's always trouble. Again, when people were talking about that whole Harley deal and they, oh man, the, the worst thing ever was when Batgirl was getting nailed by Batman on the rooftops in the movie yeah, for bad. the killing joke. That script was written by Brian Azzarello. The other big thing, Batwang, Azzarello. It, it's always like he has to do this nonsense shit the thing is, because it's, the story it's, like, sucks. It's not out of nowhere. Like for that story, it's fucking out of nowhere. Yeah, but if you yeah. want to like say this, like, you know, the killing joke takes place in the weird Batman animated series universe where they hinted even in that that Batgirl and Bruce had mm-hmm. a relationship. It felt weird in that. And like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And my it biggest felt even worse in the killing joke I, movie. I have seen it, right? And me and Reggie actually have a review for it somewhere that we talked about it it didn't do anything for the movie it just kind of happened no. you, you wanted to hope that it meant that batman had more of a connection so it would be even more angry but the, he's he an insider ultimate yeah, yeah. connection so, now i'm like yeah, no, there's no, the no, connection think, but you didn't need it before that yeah you, you, batman doesn't like the joker you know crippling a <laughs> don't need it. oh no more bat titles night watch and Fortnite sounds like dc is pandering to everyone who enjoys non-comic genres and is curious about this Batman guy invading their favorite video game or other form of media. He says, pass. Now, I will tell him because I'll just keep it. Should I put that on Infinite? Yeah. I looked at the sales from last month. That Batman Fortnite, whether it's because people just wanted to code in it or whatnot, it, it was like the third best-selling book for DC. It, it, it sold out the, the wazoo. Eric, the official That's the thing. Term. That's the idea of pandering to non-comic fans. Well, you That's got what it you want. The comic book fans aren't buying their product. And, and I was actually going to say, here's the deal is, and it's so funny for me <laughs> to say the idea of don't, you know, center on the negative because people always say that about me. But the idea of these books coming, it's because nobody's buying other things. I mean, it, you got to come down to a point where you, you find what you do like and, and support it. And end up supporting it to a point where you I know guess you I end like up. Jessica. Uh, how this? I said it last week. I think. Yeah, really. I, I set up last week that you end up having ten trillion people say that the best book they ever read was that Tom Taylor Suicide Squad book. Yet the book only sold nineteen thousand copies a, a month, and that wasn't enough, and it got canceled. Whether he says it wasn't canceled or whatnot, if if that was even the case, it still wouldn't have went long. It wasn't selling. But now, after the fact, everybody says it's the greatest. Now, is it that people were reading, you know, copies that they downloaded and got on? I I don't know, but they weren't buying the book. So you can't sit there and argue about the idea, why is there Batman books? I'll go down the list right now of the May sales. You're going to hear 
a lot of Batman in the top. That's because they sell. That, that's all it is. But that doesn't mean you don't buy them to get it fixed. That's buy the books that you support because a lot of people just, eh, the, I hate the Batman. I hate the Batman. But he says, okay, Deathstroke Incorporated is one I'm looking forward to. 32 pages for $4 and Howard Porter on art. Not bad. Hopefully we can get a Damien Deathstroke crossover since Joshua Williamson is writing both. I don't, I don't need know that. that I need I've that had again. enough Damien uh, yeah, Deathstroke crossovers. Yeah, that, that whole deal of I'm your daddy, that didn't work out. Maury told me, no, you're not the daddy. Well, not Deathstroke only that, up, but when Deathstroke dancing. was hired by this. He was doing the Cabbage this, Like, we even had Deathstroke hired by those bands of criminals yeah. that Damien had in prison. That didn't yeah. really go anywhere either. Yeah, I, I don't need that. Uh, maybe, I was just going to say, maybe Jericho and Dan. I don't need that either. Uh, Ravager and, and Damien, like we're getting that. I'm sitting that's here and I was cool. thinking you meant Chris Jericho. I'm like, a no. WWE crossover? That'd be awesome. <laughs> right? I say that it's AEW Chris Jericho. He puts now. little <laughs> Damien in the walls of Jericho and the shit goes wrong there. <laughs> Aquaman, the becoming could be interesting. I think that Brandon Thomas wrote the future state Aquaman books that were an interesting slider s there. I thought they sucked. That's just me. I, I thought that those books got some fanfare right away, but did nothing. By the end, it's funny. He wants to hear you whisper sliders, which I had on this, but I, I don't know. Sliders. sliders. Black Banner is always a fun villain as well. And now he gets his own mini series. Uh, I'm worried about those mini series. Those seem just there because of the Suicide Squad movie coming out. Hopefully they have stories to What's tell. What's Black Banner got to do with that? Well, I'm saying there's just the idea of, I don't know. Uh, but the King Shark and stuff. I do think that for some reason, why would we get that now? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm just but, saying to go with the the becoming Aquaman that Jackson Hyde's a part of because yeah, I think maybe. maybe there's so much story to tell between maybe. Jackson Hyde and the maybe you're right. I'm thinking the old deal. I was going to make the joke, though, that we will get that first issue of the new are, 52 you know, Suicide the, Squad tour. And again, That's the thing is, too, you talk about the idea of trying to like tie into the Suicide Squad movie with the books we have coming out and stuff like that. But they did just announce before, you know, the Aquaman 2 movie. That's so the maybe thing, they're Aquaman doing that as well. Maybe that is. Maybe that's where I uh, – Ty said. But yeah, I, I didn't think that that and, – and actually in the whole deal, I don't think Brandon Thomas is very good. So that's just me, though. Everybody has their own favorites. Although, interesting, the pull from the more mature Harley animated series, the only Harley I enjoy is the actual mature Harley animated series where Penny – from the Big Bang Theory as being as foul and profane as everyone wanted her to be in the Big Bang Theory, or as foul. Yeah, people watch that, and as profane as Harley for should be years. for every incarnation of the character. Logan loved it. I, I thought that that show was nonsense and suicide. And that's the thing: you're going to get this Harley Quinn animated book. We ain't doing that, right? No, that, that's nothing. I'm going to even read. I'm not interested in that. And Suicide Squad King Shark seems like a continuation. Of the Harley Quinn animated it's like series, like a CW story. show book came out. We yeah. got to do this. No, no there you go. Uh, thank you. Uh, I just found out that if that is true, Jay Men, then we won't be talking about King Shark either. Again, this is so much better than the actual animated series with Ron Funches voicing the character. I don't know. I don't know, Eric. <laughs> Why is the Dark Side Halloween special in September solicits when it's coming out in October? Nobody knows what Darkseid no, does what he does. They, they do that all the time. They usually have one or two uh, advanced solicits. I, I yell, well, no, it's coming out in October. They just put it in the September issue. Okay. So, they always do that. If it's something that they want people to really get fired up for, they will put that in earlier. Uh, I yell about it every Dark time. Darkseid is the, going Doing the solicits podcast, I always get mad when I get down. I'm like, October, I'll, I'll do it again because I'm doing that after we're done. Here. But Titans United. Must be some kind of non-tie-in with an awful Titans live-action series on the now-defunct DC Universe. 
Uh, yeah, it, it feels like it's cashing into season three of it that is. with the characters involved and stuff. But yeah. I dig it because all of these characters in comic book verse, the verse that we all know and love, are awesome, and I want to see them do stuff together. Especially because we have so many characters in Teen Titans Academy. Yeah, there's don't have too many. Time to do anybody, anything with anybody. So let's focus on some other characters and do a fun story. You got yeah. Superboy, you got Red Hood, you got the new Teen Titans, and you got Hawk and Dove. I'm like, yes, please give me more of that. Yeah, now the milestone compendium is more like it. Instead of wasting my money on the new Milestorm written by lackluster writers like Reginald Milestone. Hudlin and Vita Ayala, I prefer to purchase and reread this amazing compendium. I would just say go on the DC Infinite app. They keep releasing more and more. You can just follow along there. I take that back partially. I still may pick up the new hardware series as well. Why are the new Milestorm series listed as seasons? That just seems fancy. Are they really pulling Ambush Bug onto the Suicide Squad team? Did they run out of darker, quirky characters to add to the team? It looks like Gene Wen Yang is on DC's shit list. Remember when the last issue or so of the Terrifics went straight to video? That was not because of him. That was the shutdown or online only, as the comic industry calls it. And that was all shut down. A lot of things ended up at that point. I mean, look at the Marvel stuff. There were like at least I'm three miniseries that. that ended up uh, ending as digital onlys because stores weren't open then you had to end it there wasn't any way to do it uh from the solicits it seems as though just league last right green lantern the flash the swamp thing and the joker continue to be solid uh and and by the way the gene luan yang thing uh and he's saying that because batman superman is canceled a lot of people like that book me and you aren't so hip on it but i i have a feeling that this was one of those things where they told gene luan yang listen we want you to come back with this. You get two trades and where you can do whatever and go you want. Out. Yeah, do whatever you want. That book has nothing to do with anything. I mean, if people, and I said to somebody on Twitter, Eric, when I was talking, right? I was getting angry. I'm typing it up, right? I have my sound effect. I ended up saying, like, somebody coming into Infinite Frontier and wanting to know what's going on, and they happen to just pick up that book because, oh, Batman and Show Superman. me a Batman from be a like, microfilm yeah. verse and a Superman from another yeah. microfilm verse where they meet together while Superman and Batman fight a alien yeah, projectionist yeah, yeah. who wants to build a universe. I'm like, yep. I, I don't know what you're doing right and, now, but and I don't doing, like it. And, and talking about that, the idea of set, like, that's selling better, way better than a Swamp Thing. Or a, you know, Suicide Squad. So I, I think that it was just set up with him that, hey, we need you for seven issues. We need you for ten issues. Whatever it ends up being. I think that he knew this all along. And it's going to end with, you know, the next arc after the story. And then it ends. And that's just the deal. They end up having a continuation from Joshua. That's why it wasn't a number one or whatnot. It just continued from Joshua Williamson's thing. Uh, from the solicits, though, he says that he's still into Just League, Last Ride, Green Lantern, Flash Swamp Thing, and The Joker. Uh, that's all for now. Keep up the good work, yeah, and cool I'll books. see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Thank you, J-Man. And, yeah, I mean, we like some books. We don't. Did he say he's Suicide going... Squad in there? Because I still like yeah. that, even though the last one should uh, no, no, because it was so mad right because he said uh, okay. that you're going to end up throwing an ambush bug. Oh, so I want to see what in. happens because I've enjoyed the yeah. series so far. It's just that last one featured Red X and really made everybody else yeah, look like chumps, so I was pissed off yeah. there. But ultimately, like it's chump. one of the best hey. series going on right you said, Were you humming that one? It's like a chump. No. Here's the next one in the last mail of the night from Rhea Dacted. That, that's a made-up name, Eric. <laughs> I didn't want their name to be spelled out here. Anonymous. Because probably gotcha. they're embarrassed to be connected with us. Hi. I have not written any name to remain anonymous. I don't think I was supposed to read that part. No. I listen to your podcast and really enjoy it. That's awesome. Could you make a podcast about the difference between the comic books from 1986 to 2011? 
Eric. That would be back a, issues. That would be a heck of a deal. But yeah, well, you know, not to push the deal, but in the Patreon deal, we do have a lot of older comics that we go through now. As a difference type deal, you're playing a lot of things in that '86 to 2011 deal. I mean, it would you're be totally the, my know, entire life of comics essentially. At that it point. is, and you do go through a lot of phases in the deal. And then the funny thing is. Even as you get past 2011, you start to dip back at times, back into that feel of the deal. But, you know, obviously the 90s, the extreme deal and all that. But the big thing in my mind, uh, and this seems like this person has just jumped in and is going through and, and doing what I said to you, because you you were a little not confused. But when I showed you this email, because I wanted to rely on you a lot, because that is your time frame. But it does look like, and I'm just guessing, somebody who just got into comics and really wants to, you know, read everything, but wants to know where to so go hard. and whatnot. So you are, it's a really hard thing. And, and I had a struggle, even with the new 52 coming out, because once I started reading that and I had the, you're telling me to read all these other things and you start getting these weird ideas, right? This idea, oh, what, where does this fit in? You don't know about continuity or you don't know about what is going on now what well, that's the greatest then. part about the whole thing because you don't have to that era right there is my favorite just because you don't have to worry about continuity because they just fixed yeah. most of it just up with the uh, crisis on infinite earths so moving on from there such for hawkman some weird wonder woman stuff here and there but for the most part you have just fixed everything and he can go forward from like yep. you know that era on with a lot of books throughout the 90s and the 2000s 2000s one of my favorite eras of yeah, it is. it's really dark. people give shit to the new 52 for being how dark it was i think the 2000s were way darker with the style. But you but it felt it. like more mature stuff, like yeah. things going on. Did for the, the books characters. grow up with you, Eric? Is that what, what you're like. saying? The books is, were yeah. growing up with me. And when I started reading that, like, you know, with Identity Christ, a lot of people hate it, but at the time, it felt like something that was really needed for the books, in my mind, at least for what we we're dealing with, to say that we are mature now for mature readers. We're going to tell a grown up superhero story that you're going to appreciate because you've been along for the ride this entire time with the characters, and now they're dealing with some shit that they don't normally deal with. And actually, you're giving a, a pretty good deal of it. Like, there is, you know, some of it, like I said, the extreme deal. And a lot of that was art. You ended up in I the I call 90s that Justice being, League Task Force. Yeah, yeah. And you have that, the artist, the, the big deal happening with the 90s and things like that. And then when the New 52 comes, eventually, that did turn into the writer, like the writers now, the superstar. You know, back in the 90s and stuff, you had that artist, the superstar deal, but I, I think really that... I feel like the 2000s were the, was like a time, too, where the writer maybe, was the superstar. I'm saying, like, this timing, though, like like a Tom King, like, these guys became, like, the be-all, end-all, that they could do what they want. I, I mean, and that might also be the, the lack of editorial in that, too, but... And for whatever reason, the artist thing felt like more of, like, the Marvel guys who went over and did, did Image and stuff I'm like that. And at general. DC, it seemed like it was like, you know, while you want to, like, you know, love the artists going on there for whatever reason even at dc in the 90s it felt like you know it was more like writer based the things you're going after and like you're trying to follow along with now i'm just saying like right now in my mind when you hit the rebirth and stuff like that it really started being these guys who became superstars by writing like a tom king out of nowhere becomes this huge deal and stuff but i think that the main thing that you are seeing is and this is what worries me is this person is jumping into comics. You'll see as it goes on, wondering what is what the hell's going on in these books nowadays, and then wanting to know about the 86 to 2011. And you spelled it out that it was cool because you could just relax and read whatever because that's a new continuity, all that. We're at a point now where this continuity, even with Rebirth, that people claim as a reboot, which it wasn't, no, and it's now we have Infinite Frontier. Like there's The idea that DC doesn't want to reboot again, we understand. 
because people flip out and they flipped out of the new 52 to the point where rebirth they had to call it rebirth so people didn't think it was a reboot though people still did the problem is now you're running scared with some of these things you never know what's in play you, you just said you could go back to 86 2011 all that space you, well, you again, just go in and know in there even they even but tried to fix like that now. in the 90s with the oh, zero hour and when they had to come out with issue number yeah, zero for everything fine. to try to say how are things different now that we kind of rebooted the universe and timeline it's still the same except for a few things here and there that we tried to fix yeah and now i'm let's saying move in general of okay i'm gonna get into it now what's the continuity well the 2011 reboot, New 52, did this, but it didn't do this to Batman. I still Lander, go with 86 on. Yeah, I'm saying like right now it, it is back to that. You cut, but even that, what is going to cause the problem here? It seems like this person is going with the, oh, I heard this future state. I want to get involved in this infinite frontier. This should be easy because they're starting up some new things or whatnot. And, and jumps in and sees a neo, you know, neon Gotham that they don't understand. It Nothing looks like because it's this future state stuff. This is what I said earlier of tangling involved in with this infinite frontier that I don't think right now is as easy a jumping in point as we were hoping it would be because they, they continue. I recently started reading comic books. But even if I am the new reader, I feel like the comic books and the characters are changing so fast to a point where I don't recognize the characters in comic books anymore. So they they just started in the reading different things and don't know what. One example well, is the it has Batman to do with comic. the idea because even when you have fifteen thousand Batman writers going on because he has that many books, you have these different takes on it and agree with the artists as well and how they want to depict certain things. You're always going to have this with different books. Yeah, you, that you have playing this whole thing is because whoever that writer is interpreting the world they're talking about. That is true, but what I think that like it's almost like just, going along the line of the the, the original Batman series where it's like okay, we got the, the like the Tim Burton stuff and then Schumacher no. comes and all of a sudden you've got a neon Gotham. I'm like, yeah, it's still the same universe, it still is. the same Batman, but, the but it's problem just a little is, tweaked. I think that there's going to be problems where this person may have asked or looked up. And right now, if you ask them what's going on, I'm not just saying the future state stuff or whatever. But we, I said, we have people who you could talk to them right now and say that Rebirth was a complete reboot. You, they say this and they might be wrong, but everybody has something different. Nobody has an idea of what this continuity is right now. Like right now in these books we're talking about, We'll have things pop up that we don't even understand. We keep saying, must be that everything matters. Hopefully, they'll explain it. And I think this person is, is not able to grip what's going on because one, also, I, it, it is funny because we're reading all the books, but all of a sudden they start reading Batman and there's 8 million characters that James Tynan seems to want to be throwing in and then they disappear and it's confusing as well. One example is the current Batman comic that is not about Batman, but new characters I know nothing about. I am also not a fan of how the writer has changed Gotham from a dark and rotten city being the last place on earth you want to visit to uh, Disco City. Well, we like started that. doing that a bit to a degree even before, you know, when James Tynan took over the idea after the Joker War, actually, uh, I'm sorry, City of Bane, where it was the idea that Bruce Wayne was going to spend his money revamping Gotham up. So yeah, it wasn't they never dark. did that. They well, ended they up that, that failed because they even had the. You know, things that were the buildings that never ended up happening. This now is, we even said we went to, from future state, which, how the hell did this happen? All of a sudden, it's like downtown, you know, Japan Blade here, Runner, yeah. Hong Kong and Blade Runner. And then they go back and you kind of still see that, which was odd. But Batman always being suspicious uh, with continuous plans and everything and everyone never accepting or working alongside killers, even banning his own son, Jason Goffing, banning him. For being a killer to allow villains joining the Bat family. Batman literally welcoming with both arms a psychopath childhood friend just after he tried to kill him. And this is, this is where you go back to you saying everybody has their own play. 
on a character you just have to read it and if you don't like it you know you kind of bow out for that point but things change all the time with different writers i mean go back and read that tom king stuff mocking batman's dead parents and methods running around in gotham and showing everyone uh how well, i like to think about a batman. lot of that even with bringing jason back in because ultimately batman's an optimist he might like you know plan for the worst but he wants the best out of people and stuff like that even going back to like you know uh cassie came back in the day when she became Batgirl. Yeah. here you have the most dangerous girl in the world is a terrible oh. killer he's going to bring her in because he hopes like maybe a ghost maker who was a child well, yeah, who understands him better than anybody maker. else that you can use this kind of psychopath and maybe do something good with it where we can stop the killing and maybe he's going to you know, save some lives ultimately but I, I like the killing uh i ended up where i think it's just that uh tying and introduced ghost maker as a, a big to do oh my god look at this but he's gone away for like yeah he's not that much of a killer <laughs> now we'll see he could end up doing things but he seems like he's on the straight and narrow just because now he's a hero uh batman uh even having bigger cooler toys than him and batman not being again though in this deal batman doesn't have the money that he once had but batman not being suspicious at all about his killer childhood friend's sudden appearance is ghost and again this is another thing i don't know the ins and outs of this is this person just reading from the coming back from future state because the idea of who this suspicious childhood friend was was a little better played out at the beginning before future state and stuff like that with you know him coming in as a villain and then batman showing him the way but i'm not sure it's ghost maker new superhero or a new hush as mentioned earlier i'm new to comic books and therefore curious on your thoughts as experienced readers uh on today's comic books and, and that's you're always going to have this problem like you said it's always going to change every Everybody has their own take. You just have to kind of go with it. And a lot of times, like I have it, like Eric doesn't read the mangas, right? And I I jump into a bunch. Some of them you just have to read a bunch of issues before you get the lay of the land, and then you kind of catch up with things and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite run was before Flashpoint with Batman, A Death in the Family, Nightfall, Hush, and Identity Crisis, among my absolute favorite. And Scott Snyder's stories being one of my few runs I've enjoyed after Flashpoint, with Batman and Superman being one of the longest running comics. I'm sad to see where the books are going. And a lot of people are, and, and which but even with we that, could though, have that's just some a of, bunch of stories over the course of like you know almost thirty years at that yeah, point. Yeah, if you yeah. like pick and choose the best stuff here, there's still some like highlights though. But ultimately, you're gonna have a lot of stinkers throughout those runs. Yeah, you are. Uh, right now, though, and you know whether or not the deal on that, Ben just kind of ended up really putting a snafu on the super books, and they had to give him something big to get him. They gave him the Superman stuff that he wanted. It ended up not being that great. So, you know, they're still building. You're actually in a point where if you're just starting to read, hopefully Philip Kennedy Johnson and Tom Taylor, they can lift the books up again. We have a possibility of getting back to those things. And James Tynan, I, I, I agree, he's doing too much with these other characters. But overall, this, you know, Batman and Detective is not the worst we've had in, in the past. So no. I, I'm hoping that it, it I think Tomasi's was way worse, you know, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I am not against other characters taking the cow and cape as Batman and Superman, but not when they are made to be Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent. And so it's kind regards. But yeah, you, you're going to like what you like. I don't know what and to if you say. Have I mean, it's I, a I like... We have a we had a crossover in like 2005 uh, between a lot of bat books, but if you like all those other ones, check out Batman War Games as well because that was a really good series with Black yeah, Mask. Uh, I even like like stuff where when we first started talking, the old Legends of the Dark Knight had some really awesome stories in that, like that the Venom story with Batman and stuff like that that you ended up telling me about. And I ended up, I'm just the original to introduction of Venom. Of the deal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm just I just I'm thinking of the things that you ended up, you know, telling me about. 
uh, when I first started reading and what you told me to read. Well, it but even depends then, on what characters you like, ultimately. You want to start with those, and when you go along, you're going to have enough crossovers if you follow a series that you're going to say, hey, what's up with this character? And you're going to go well, down yeah. a rabbit hole and then search out this other one and go keep doing it. But ultimately, throughout the 90s, my favorite things were you know, Robin and the Green Lantern, and I followed those all along. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, you can tell this is somebody who seems to be a Batman fan. Yeah. It's trying to read some Batman stuff and whatnot. Definitely read and Robin there, then. There are a lot of a lot of Batman Robin's stories out there. Batman. And I know it sucks if you if Especially you want to read if you wanna read <laughs> Dick Grayson, you wanna read, you know, what's going They're on now. And you still can, but yeah, go off and there's there's some other stuff. But that is it for the mail. Thanks uh, the three of you for writing in. Again, if you want to email us, email us Actually, at read Nightwing weird, too, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird science, uh DC Comics at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go off now to, as you say, that little segue. We're going to go off to Nightwing. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. The tribute continues. Eric, you are just Eric Shea. But we love you for it. I enjoy things. We love you for it. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to serenade you. It's weird, but you are my muse, Eric. You and Tom King. But here we go. We are going to go into the other Tom, a Tom Taylor book. And it's a book, Nightwing, as I just said. That everybody loves. I mean, everybody thinks that this book can't do any wrong, Eric. And I just want to say at the beginning, I always run scared because I am a Nightwing fan. I like this book. I just want to love it. I love the first issue for what it was bringing us out of the Rick Grayson deal. And a lot of interesting things have come up. So but while I need... you like it, you're mad that people love it. No, I'm saying I personally, when at the end, when they yell at me of my score and things and say that I'm ridiculous, I'm saying I still do like Don't it. Be I, just, I want to love it. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, that was the worst impersonation about me ever. You want to hear the other one? <laughs> hey, sit on it, Patsy. That, that's yeah, that is said, the worst right? Balky ever. Was that the worst Balky ever or is this one? Don't. Is that a good one, Eric? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this book, it, it's Here's the deal. I don't, I don't want to make up ideas in my head, Eric. Like, I don't usually do but that. But you're, you're going to. Or throw shade or anything. But there are certain times when you have these weird bits of synergy, right? And I do think for some reason, since this is Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo, some people, they got left sitting on their thumbs when you ended up having the Suicide Squad book that gets canceled. Oh, my God. I just read it. It was awesome. But why wasn't it? I think that there's some of the... Is it front lash? Because it's not backlash. Is the idea I better support this book to the extreme that I would have supported the suicide? It's just odd because there are things that pop up in this book that people just like they'll overlook everything just to give this book a 10 out of 10. I haven't seen 10 out of 10s like this in a long, long time. And it's okay. Well, that's one issue. We'll see if that can. I have a feeling a lot of those 10 out of 10s will become zeros when nobody's paying attention to it later. But it's just, I, I get that weird deal where there is the, well, I'm going to support them now, so I'll go over the top. I'm not saying anybody we talked to or anybody I even know. This is just in my head. Like, almost like the way, well, I didn't go to the theater to see Shrek, but boy, I'm going to go see that Shrek too. And I just, I don't know, because this book still hasn't grabbed me like I think that it should have. 
And I, I just don't get it, but it is Nightwing number 81, written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo, Andriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. I think the art is great, but Bloodhaven has some uh, new mayor, and while everyone's surprised, there is a Zuko in town. I'm waiting for something to really stick with me. Is there? Blockbuster is just hanging well. It seems like, you know, every bit of the way, you have to change it to try to make it like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's say it's this. Let's say it's that. Uh, Blockbuster's just hanging behind the scenes And Heartless fights Dick enough to see his enhanced But not much more Plus I don't really understand his real M.O. now Then there is Melinda Who is climbing the ladder of references Zuko, last name raised by Maroney's And now if you believe the cliffhanger is Dick's sister If she sticks around long enough She may become a Talon Maybe Martha Wayne or Perpetua, I don't know I, love I actually the art. wanted to be a Talon now that you said that yeah, William really, Cox going to come back and awesome? take his freaking granddaughter Wouldn't that be cool? I love the art, but so far I am liking the story and need more from it overall. But I do like it. It's just that every issue, it feels, it's weird. I think we said this Who before. Who do you think Melinda is? I, that's where I'm thinking. That She has to be his She's got to be older than Dick She has Grayson, to be though, if you're for... saying this, but looks like the same age. You mean she just has like, you know, good like skincare regimen and stuff like that, takes but care of herself. How she's much showing longer? Her, like, because lines. you're saying you're going to go with what I think they're going to do is the Oliver Queen. Yeah, you know, I played around in college and got somebody. Pre- I didn't know this, whatever, because you I'll could really be daddy? ruining. You could really be ruining. Yeah, really. You could be ruining Jonathan, right? You could be ruining. And again, Grayson. what is ruining Jonathan Grayson? Because does anybody care about Jonathan Grayson do, and the flying graces that? itself? But what does that they went do? They were out of town, Jim. What did Jarrell being the, <laughs> they were the acrobatic rock stars? They were. I mean, they're going to have a lot of groupies the way they play out, right? They're waiting backstage. With Martha them. was into it. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I mean, here's the deal. Maybe we find out later that Martha had a thing for lepers and it went a little more with old Raptor. I don't know. Maybe they I say Martha, up- it's Mary. I don't yeah, even know Mary. why I did that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's not right. Why like, I say that? When we had Raptor, if everybody yeah. remembers Raptor, he, he ended up he ended up being obsessed with, you know, Mary. but with Mary and that come. But you never had to go the next step of. They made sweet love, sweet well, leper love, no, because love, you right? made him a leper. There's no way that Mary's touching him, but you find a groupie for acrobats in some other town in Chicago, whatever, but you know, that, you can see that, John doing some stuff. But why would you do that? Like, th- there's no because, reason. Because, Jim, they were willing. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> in the one town, they went to a, a hockey game, and Raptor was playing. They're like, oh, my God, there's a face-off in the corner. He's a leper. Gross, Raptor. <laughs> He's a leper. It, what do you call... A bunch of raptors in a pool. You call that soup, Eric. He's a leper. Right? Yeah, really. Uh, but no, why Why do that? So at the end, you're either going to get that, oh, he didn't know, and this was somebody. Yeah, This was pre oh, look, look, look. We are jumping right to the end because that is honestly the most interesting part of this book besides for the Bat Family fan service, which I also do enjoy, but doesn't really take I, the book anywhere the where thing. you want to go. It's the same but, thing, right? But the it, idea at the end with Melinda Zuko here, we get a little 411 about her from, you know, Batgirl and Oracle, whatever you want to call her at this point from Barb, about the idea Melinda Zuko. She's the daughter of Tony Zuko from his first marriage, but then he like stepped out like on the family when she was eight years old, and then she was raised the by Maroni's and- Maroni's family and stuff I mean, like that. How but many more end, people like, are going to be involved in this and whole like, string Melinda, of events? Right? You've you've got me, and like uh, I'm, you know that I'm Dick Grayson. Yes, but I've also learned recently I'm you know Belinda Grayson. I'm your sister, and I'm thinking to myself, 
this almost feels like a ploy, and I, I don't know where how we're playing with Blockbuster right now, what he knows about Dick Grayson, what he doesn't know about Nightwing in general, but the idea where her just finding out that she's a Grayson feels more absurd to me than the rest of that story. Like the other ones, like the idea that she's like, you know, Melinda Zuko, the first daughter of Tony Zuko, that sucks. Being raised by the Maroney crime family sucks as well. But then if you're playing into a larger scheme where you're doing all these things and you find this out, it almost feels like a weird, like, you know, adoption fantasy like you know like or like a like a orphanage yeah. fantasy kind of deal where like oh, my family does love me they almost they like they would have come back for me but they end up dying or something along those lines where it's just fed to her and she's willing to believe it more than like you know this piece of crap family that she came from i don't but know then, but then you twist in the idea of then how you know what does what does zuko know what does tony zuko know when takes in the daughter of the Grayson's who he ends up kill- but that would have been but like Things don't jive with me by the end. And it is a wow As it turns out, but when we'll Tony see. Zuko was cutting the rope to the Grayson's freaking yeah. like, you know, acrobatic set, John was out there stripping <laughs> his wife. That's why that's why he didn't understand. Uh, but it seems it was like revenge, Jim. This, that's this, all it was. It wasn't girl. extortion. It was revenge. Yeah, this poor girl's everything though. And also just to point this out, I I understand that it can play out well. Or you can make it work. They don't do anything in this, but you can make it work of like, have Dick Grayson like, boy, how long was I out of this? Like the idea that there is a Zuko in Bloodhaven in the next position the under Zuko the that, mayor. You know, Dick Grayson no, was talking but, to you back in the 52. But the same one. deal, it would be that didn't he hear about that? Like this girl who is the next step from being mayor. You think that this name would have been thrown about at some point, but was it just while he was Rick and doesn't remember? I don't know. Cause they don't say, but the idea of get this mayor Zuko, what, what? Like, no, you ended up having somebody in the public eye. I don't care if it is, if there's 50 Zuko's, you know, that Dick's going to look into them, but it just, it's it's this play that's weird. It's just like shock value. Oh, Zuko. Oh, my God. How did this happen? Well, what happened is she went to college. Then she moved to Bloodhaven, became a counselor. And like she has a back. But with that, then you're making her mayor as a twist of, you know, it's blockbuster. He ended up killing the other mayor. Now she's next in command. She seems to be under his thumb a bit. But she's also a mayor that ends up having a full out. A rap sheet from the FBI that that's a mile long, but that never comes up. Where is the person saying, hey, what's up with this redacted FBI shit? And you're now the mayor. Like everything is surface level again. And it's just there to wow and upset, shock and all Dick Grayson. Oh, my God, Azuko. Well, we looked into her and everything's redacted. Well, that doesn't mean much, right? No, it does. And And so you just move on from that. Oh, well, she's the mayor and we'll see what's happening. But that doesn't make sense overall. Now, it does in the scheme of Bloodhaven's a bunch of piece of shits, right? It, yeah. it, it works out enough. But the idea shits. that nobody is is watching any of this or knows about it to have that Zuko name be thrown out. But then throw, you, you're throwing everything. Zuko, Maroney, now Grayson, and it's just kind of silly. Yeah, and, and my biggest thing is you're not really giving us the interesting stuff. You're giving us the newer stuff for Tom Taylor doing, but 
this idea of blockbuster, that's like, that's the elephant in the room that I want to get to Well, that's the weird thing because the idea of coming back into Infinite Frontier and everything matters, bringing, you know, Dick Grayson back from his his sabbatical is Rick Grayson. Even that, the idea of everything matters and we're still back where we were even though we had Dick Grayson in Bloodhaven for the first time after the New 52. He's coming here for the first time and then he actually dealt with Roland Desmond and took away his powers forever. But now that we get back into Infinite Frontier after a two-month future hiatus, right? Now we're just back to pre-Flashpoint, you know, basics right now. And it seems like a weird situation that I'm not fully it grasping is. right yet. And yeah. I'm not gra- – that's what I'm saying. That's actually what I need. I need the, something to allow me to grasp. it doesn't. And, and where you say that, my next point was that you end up making Bloodhaven the biggest piece of shit. In, in, and that's – you know, it is. It, it, it kind is. You know, it's Atlantic City. It's fine. You're also <laughs> using that as every excuse for things to happen. You end up having the mayor dead. Well, Blockbuster's going to pay people up. They're not going to look into it. Now you have a, a you know, Zuko here, Melinda Zuko, who has a rap sheet at the end. Well, but, you know, people are And again, I don't know that it's she has a rap excuse. sheet. I know that she has a redacted FBI file. Well, and we hear thing, Tim though. say, not a lot of good, decent people have a large FBI file and it's all redacted. So we don't know but what game that a, Melinda's playing here but now. But as a public figure, as somebody who would be the mayor, there has to be somebody who she would be look undercover. into this. She, but somebody would ask her about it. They get it. They're like, bip, 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 there it is. We're there. Uh, Tony somebody, Zuko's daughter somebody raised would, by the yeah, crime That's family? what I'm saying. Know. Even that, I had a buddy who ended up, now it's a different thing, but this is mayor. And the, this guy joined up. He's an FBI guy now, but had to go. It's the guy whose son of Frank's Pizza right near your yeah. house. It took like an extra eight months because his dad was a pizza shop owner to be in the FBI. But this is one day. But you use that excuse. Well, they're bad, Baron. <laughs> you know, Blackbuster. I need more. I need something more to show us the inner workings. What is going on? Is somebody gets like all of this, but then well, right now is the up- first bit of information. I feel like right now is like the idea that like, oh my God, what's going on here? Where you slowly start giving out the idea so you could have that big shocking twist ending. Yeah, but we already but right had, now you come like, to your own conclusions. This is like the fourth issue, and the first issue we saw that Melinda was going to be the mayor. Something had to have gone between this time and that. I just, I think I wanted, I could go as far as them saying, well, how did this get fast tracked through? And Blockbusters just says, I'm involved. Like, even just the thing, but it's just like everything is ambiguous and you have to just say, Oh, that's the way it runs there. There's pieces of crap right there. Right now, I'm telling you, because of her involvement with the Maroney crime family, with them actually legitimately raising her as a thing, she could have been arrested by the FBI, and she's working with them now they to bring be. down blockbusters But that doesn't inside. mean, like, if I'm there, that doesn't mean that you allow a mayor to be killed and then just become the – like, you already have the stats that you can take blockbuster down for murder. You don't really need much more. She saw that. So I, I do think that there's something like you're saying at play. But it it just is it's kind of getting stretched already, and we only have a couple issues here. But we then go to Heartless, you know, this big deal. And I think that and Tom I don't Taylor know if he's Heartless or Tom Taylor just doesn't have his heart in this character. I, I'm saying, because I think he's lost any sort of interest in that character. Like that's right? the thing is, you and I talk about Blockbuster, we're talking about Melinda Zuko, we're talking about the Maroney crime family, and we even like you know briefly talked about the whole the cool idea of the Wow fan service of the Bath family, which I yeah. do enjoy. Just like yeah, I like you seeing enjoy Barbara, more than me, Tim, yeah. and Dick hanging out, being Bath family members, stuff like that. But when you come to Heartless. I don't know what he does. He's a, he's enhanced. He has a ray gun, which is, I didn't realize it was a ray gun first himself, but it takes homeless men's hearts out. And now he's attacking a Hooverville freaking tent encampment of like, you know, homeless children with fire so they can then run over to the yeah, dock that the he deal? has. Bombed. I don't know who and he just is or this. what he wants. He ends up, and that's my whole deal. I don't know. When I said, I don't know his MO. 
because now he seems to love to see the fear in the children's eyes. And, and even with that, he he's sets, not going to get to see it, but he's going to he, kill him anyway. He sets fire to the tent city, right? Yeah. Why isn't he watching them? Now Dick Grayson shows up and throws a little wrench in the works here, but he then ends up already have planned to send them to the dock. So that he could blow it up, then later makes it seem that that's the way to get rid of like nothing really jives in the story of what he's doing. Why is and this heartless says, ray gun a ray gun? I don't know. I thought and it was why, just something that actually just put a hole in your chest and took your heart. And why is it that he says, I wanted to get them at that dock and watch the fear as they drown and die? Oh, well. Like, this is the idea. I, I don't know because he's getting homeless guys' heart. Like, you would get the idea that somebody like, so who who hurt you, Heartless? Who was it? Because I can see like it's one of those that's going to play out. People of Bloodhaven were awful. My dad died in front of me. Now I'm get, but it starts getting convoluted. And even then, just the idea of this fight, Dick Grayson throws a stick at like him. Like all of the stick, kids right? in this freaking tent, did Heartless steal all of their fathers and or parents and mother and know. father's this hearts the surface to level. get them there but so again, that we could then go do this? What what better way to make a guy bad is trying to burn kids, but then letting them go to a dock and want to drown? Them. I I don't understand. Well, that's this so step. funny to me because this whole idea where we're gonna have Dick Grayson fight Heartless the entire time so Dick can get a handle on the idea. He's you know he's enhanced, but he's not skilled like me, so I yeah, can do yeah. some he stuff. But he already hit work. me in the skull, and I'm kind of like I weird, know. like you know woozy right now. There's but the one idea line is like, that I hate. But there's the idea. It's like all right, Tim, we need you to get out of there because Heartless, like you know, you guys have all gone to the dock, and Heartless has a like going to blow it up, and you're all going to fall in the water. There's that one kid. I can't swim. But the thing is, I'm just sitting there just reading this comic. Like, well, one of you could okay because I imagine everybody else could swim. Yeah, they're they in a fucking whaling you, town. Right? <laughs> you're going you to up on the water, everybody. Here's the deal. Is he going to be transformed by the sea and become judge too? Eric, here come the judge. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people can grab onto him. I mean, this is the thing where Heartless I has- I saw one kid and a whole handful here say so I can't swim. I think Heartless everybody else is has, fine. Heartless has blown up the end of the dock. Like, it's one of those you want to show him as bad to the bone, Eric, right? But you can't because there are kids involved, so you don't. But, oh, my God, I, like you have to have that kid. I can't swim. Well, I guess you're out of luck, pal. Maybe I'll grab onto you. Maybe we go into that dock and, yeah, you have 12 feet of water. We could just swim. It looks like where they are, if the dock falls in, everybody jump off now because it's about eight feet to the shore. You're not Agreed. that far away. And now, I think is you can't also tell me that Tim Drake being who he is, you know, the best Robin ever, doesn't have some kind of infla- like, you know, a flotation device in his utility belt. Seriously, I think that he had enough. He would have enough time to just keep swimming and grabbing people eight feet out. They're they're not that far out. This is a dock. So with that though, we're gonna get the heartless Nightwing fight. You know, oh my god! And and again, the idea of him wanting to hurt kids is such a superficial deal to get that. He's afraid I gotta of stop this guy. So he throws a stick at him, right? And that's where you end up having heartless grab it right before it hits him. And Nightwing says, "I've underestimated him." What? You never faced him. You just threw a stick at him and now you're already under him. If I threw a stick at your face as hard as I could, you caught that bitch right in front of me. I'm Seriously, like, though, I've underestimated okay, this little guy over so here. So with that, that's your only pl- – because saying I under- – that seemed to be like – That's thought a badass that was move. Gonna, he thought, though, that that was going to end the battle. Yeah, so This guy has – he has a mask on. It's just going to clank off it anyway. It's just a stick. It's just going to hit me. So I underestimated him. Then gets walloped. I, it's such a weird, like, where did you estimate him? 
You ended up just finding this guy. You heard rumors. You, where were you planning this underestimation? He was planning on just ending the fight right With here, a real quick. I'm going to throw the stick at this well, guy's yeah. head, and it's over. It's, it's worked for him in the past. You're not planning well. I, I've actually seen him throw those sticks and bounce off a guy, so them come and wallop him, and then the stick gets left behind to to be a thing that looks like he murdered somebody. I just that idea that that's his whole plan. I'm going to throw the stick at his head. That's going to, oh, no, I underestimated him. He caught it. And then just, he hasn't put in the work, da-da. And then he just, we want information about Heartless. I did this fight, whatever. But then he's like, nope, I'm going to go. Why are you extending this stuff where you don't even think, it doesn't look like you care about it in the first place. This has now become, especially because, and this ends up, where I say a lot of times, you have a, a Joker or any other Batman story. The Joker shows up. Nobody cares about anybody else. It's a bit, when you end up at the cliffhanger saying that Melinda Zuko is actually a Grayson, you don't care about the Heartless anymore. No, you want to see all that now, how it about ties in with Blockbuster. The Heartless has already been playing second fiddle to yeah, Blockbuster and everybody else. Saying. And now you add this album, like, yeah. all right, your main villain going on right now, I don't give a shit about. No, and it, it almost feels... Seriously, this feels like a Tynan kids are fine. villain. Let's move on. Yeah, this feels like a Tynan thing. And even that with the Tent City, even where you have, I think Tim Drake's kind of coming my way. Hey, are the kids okay? Well, they are still homeless, but yeah, yeah. they're okay. And I'm like, I think he's giving the hint. We got to do something with these kids. Uh, but Daddy. yeah, you end up having, you know, Tim and on there. And oh my God. We're going to have to rely on the kindness of strangers. Let's streetcar name no, no, desire this is. deal. Relying on the kindness of strangers is one thing. Relying on the kindness of Bloodhaven, <laughs> that's well, something outrageous. The, the funny thing is when they say it, like you're going to do that because – but again, there's two things in this that's real force. We've been forced by Tom Taylor. You can't rely on people. Can't rely on people. Well, you know what? Before this run that nobody liked Rick Grayson and stuff like that, I saw some guys, Hutch, like there are some good people here that are trying to work the deal. The politicians, always dirty, but the the regular guys, okay. And I think that Tom Taylor realized that I got to show that a little. So you send out the maritime alert and we get a lineup of all the, <laughs> all, all the, the writer circle all jerks the or Nightwing creators. Yeah, like we said earlier, you got, and the one that doesn't, it, it kind of gets just so on. over the top. Oh, it's just so because over the I'm top. telling you, I don't like it when we do it in Batman. Every now and again, if you got to do it, everything. But when you have a roster call of freaking Seriously. Nightwing creators in the call. background for for ships to show up to save this group, I'm like I think one ship's honestly good enough for all the, like the amount of kids that we have here. Yeah, really. Is it like one ship for every half a kid? I, like I with mean, everybody they, pulling into this I freaking one little dock. Problems, I think right? I think the ships are just going to crash into each <laughs> they're, other. They're going to crash because I know and, they're drinkers, and they're going to end up. It's like. <laughs> Yes, on Valdez times 20, and they're going to kill the kids. <laughs> they're going to run them over. I mean, seriously, you even start the page because Devin Grayson gets mentioned. Devin yeah. here, we're coming in. Jurgens here. I just want every, I, I wish See I had here. the tugboat sound. Like, here we go. Here comes the Fernandez. Fucking convoy. <laughs> we got a great big time. I got a bear in the air over here. We need you to some help. We get the, the Smokies. I, I, it's, so, it's so ridiculous how many boats come. I, one looks like an ocean Look, saw, liner. Well, not only that, but I swear the one is coming in from land. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Fernandez one because he sucks. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? You're right, though. I didn't even think of the the whole deal that this little dog has seven boats. <laughs> it's gonna be like, luckily, slowing down. luckily, he doesn't call in the airplanes. I mean, seriously, everything's converging on this one little dock with a bunch of kids. Holy moly, look at this. 
Just have one guy. Robin, are the boats going to slow down? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Everybody jumps. <laughs> ah, they all go. I, I think they're like, in a, I don't the know. Sea the sea will save them. Arr. The love boat It'll hold comes them in, in his deep breast. You got freaking Isaacs pouring, you know, freaking virgin martinis for them all to, to enjoy. I mean, seriously, this is Let's so over stupid. the top. And he's dead, Eric. He died recently. Now that's Aww. too soon. It's, they, so, it's so ridiculous. Just the, how many boats, really? There's one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, six boats coming in to save a group of kids on a dock. They're all going to crash. They're all going to crash into each other. Also, with that, all I don't been know, drinking. I don't know what it, it must. One was be, a booze cruise. It must be the way this is skewed because really, what you need is probably a fire extinguisher and a ladder. but And I'm telling you, that's the thing is, too. You can't tell him that he doesn't have any flame retardant in his goddamn utility belt. Yeah, and it, it looks like with that, that they switched the way where it's set up. These boats, that one, I swear to God, I, I'm, I'm expecting a battleship and an aircraft carrier to come in this You sunk my battleship. It's so crazy. In the meantime... Heartless left. Yeah, you killed a hundred kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wished I could have seen their faces. I, I, I don't get it. What, what is your MO? Do you like to see kids die? Or do you like to get hearts? So the kids are saved, everybody. I don't know which boat yeah. did it, but good on Bloodhaven for <laughs> coming say- to the rescue. <laughs> oh, and I didn't. Actually, I think there were eight because I didn't think the constant. I actually because that was inbound as well. I, I think it was the Leonardi. He was the yeah. one who came through, right? I laugh, too, when you're doing this. I could just imagine he's sitting there. Probably, I don't know. I heard rumors. This is allegedly smoking pot and thinking, oh, man, they're going to mention me. Sam Humphreys is who I'm talking about. He's like, oh, shit. I wasn't mentioning this. I, uh, the heads will roll. Uh, but, yeah, you, you go off. And, and no, no, no Dixon, doobies will be rolled. You know, no Dixon coming in. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the deal. Some people don't like them nowadays. Me, true. We talked about that. But also maybe they're like, well, we can't do that because there's like seven <laughs> plazas and things named from him already. But, yeah, maybe that would like, be even like the idea. Like it just seems current people. Even, like even throwing Graham Nolan out of this felt weird. Yeah, yeah. But again, you probably right, would Pink. look. You probably look where they were probably already in the streets. And this is pretty much. I mean, seriously, it's a big circle jerk. Is what it is. I mean, through and through. But you go back, Dick Grayson. We save the day. The kids are saved. Up. The and, people and of Bloodhaven came thing. together, and we bring Nightwing back to his yeah. apartment because he and passes so, out from loss of blood yeah. and head trauma from. And Heartless. he's in the middle of fire. I mean, really, uh, so the kids are saved off panel. The big to-do moment is, here comes the Jergens. Then Dick Grayson, he passes, but that's off panel where they bring him back to his apartment. He gets up, oh, my God. And and you do have a little thing that you could do with him, and Dick talks about it. I've been hitting the head a lot lately. Like, this can't be good. And whatever. And then we get that deal of, hey, the dog's name's Haley, end up Tim Hay. And, and it's funny because you did see that online where people said, I want it to be Bitewing. And I think that it was already a done deal. And I think this is Tom Taylor actually giving props to some people saying that is a really good name. And then saying everybody can have more than one name. Hey, I have three while I'm wearing the Batman slapping the Robin shirt, which made me roll my eyes. Uh, but you then go and, hey, you got to relax. But there's a Suko that's mayor now. Also, I didn't even mention when she's sworn in. Was that Captain Obvious for the commissioner that was giving her the money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he yes, looked like he showed up on a boat. It's a Wayland town. Look at that asshole. <laughs> oh, I have the suitcase of money. Ooh, wait. But yeah, saying, relax, we'll figure this out. But making it as if nobody even knew, like, the chain of – but, you know, whatever. You have Dick Grayson who didn't have his memory, he's so I can busy. play that. Uh 
But yeah, he goes, he wakes up, he's like, I can't keep this. Mayor Zuko, this is driving him nuts. So he goes to investigate. Now, where I say that there's things that are very forced in, the forced in thing here, and it's a weird deal where it's, is it that Tom Taylor isn't giving the reader enough credit or whatever? Because right before you go through this window, which is cool, the art, how he does it. Hey, remember I have that uh, camera on you. Oh, yeah, I do remember, Barbara, that you have that camera just so it can be used in the next panel. That may be just like, okay. But well, that's the thing is, even without that, I thought it was funny before that, just the idea that he told them that he was going to take yeah. the night off because of the concussion. And as soon as they leave, he goes out to yeah, investigate his night wings. Like, yeah. you, you, you do know I'm watching you. But right I now. just, oh, I, again, she waits until he gets to the apartment. It's just so that she can warn him that he's about to get sliced and diced, which he is. Um, but yeah, you get a fight, and then as he is getting the shit kicked out of him, getting knocked downstairs, and in cool art, uh, Melinda comes out with the bat and hits him over the head. And uh, thumps you him stop and he gets hitting Nightwing out. in the head, please. Yeah, yeah, and then he just wakes up tied up. She and now he taken. wakes up and like, you know, like, I'm your sister, Melinda. Like, if you're my sister, who am I? And here we are all over again because <laughs> he got hit in the head too many goddamn times. <laughs> you're like, what? What is your name? Does it rhyme with mine, Rick? And she's like, no, 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 you're Dickie boy. Oh, yeah, Dickie boy. And they go up and we have another thing. But again, like, I had fun. I had fun talking to you about this, about those boats. But overall, again, take away the nonsense laughing and things like that. I still feel kind of empty every time I I end an issue. There is something that's missing out of here, even though you have the idea of the would-be heart of the Bat family. Everything involved and everything like that, like even Bitewing, it just feels hollow. Like we're not getting like the full Nightwing about it, which is what's weird because I am a fan of the fan service of the Bat family. Barbara being here, Tim being here. I love them being there. It's amazing. But I don't think that makes it. It's not doing it for me. It's a big part of the fight with Heartless and the Hooverville intensity of the kids. And I don't understand the character enough to really feel invested in, okay, he's he's a meta. He's enhanced. I It doesn't do anything wrong because we have this goofy freaking glowing chest and he has a heart ray gun. I don't understand that. But when you take it up with the idea of the corruption in the city, the Sal Maroney, the Maroney crime family, the blockbusters, and now – I, I am interested in Melinda Zuko. I say yeah, I don't want I her to be the real sister of you know, Dick Grayson because be something it's that... stupid and weird to me, but I'm yeah. interested at least. It's just that your main villain, Heartless, is the least thing that I'm interested in right now, and you're not doing enough with the rest of the book in my mind. Yeah, yeah. The Melinda stuff, I think that either like you got to do more do... with these characters because you're, obviously problem. you're That's telling us problem. that, that Bloodhaven is new and improved, and by new and improved, I mean it's old, and I need to know more about this. I need to know how this world works where Dick Grayson was is the cop blockbuster yeah. is the man behind the city and what that means ultimately with him coming back and like what he's been up to ever since this so this it feels so out of nowhere because we haven't had it in a better part that's of a decade my, that's now my and problem. i want to know what i'm dealing with that's been my problem like i love i give a 10 out of 10 that first issue that you came on because i thought it was really fresh and and you got these connections and that's where we got that you know barbara the first meeting when they were like that fan service shit really got me then you get the Tim Drake. That's, that's even more, been more than a deal. decade because then he was Batman yeah, yeah, up yeah. before Flashpoint yeah, really. and stuff like that. So it's been a long time. And and I'm not expecting Tom Taylor to make all this work to a T or whatever, but it's weird. He is a guy who, when I do love him, I, I think he's one of my favorite writers. And when he does hit, it's because of those fan service emotional moments. But usually it's within the book as well. This seems to rely on things too much from before. And this is something that we're getting with a lot of things like you know, we say with Phantasm in the Batman Catwoman and, and, and stuff like that. So when you have it and you throw out Blockbuster, which is going to be the bait that's going to get you. 
Like you need to know, especially because yeah. you are dealing with an infinite frontier. And not only that, but when you reintroduced in. Blockbuster in the yes. like the rebirth era of DC, you instantly ruined yep. him, and I was furious. And Why so would you? That's he is Nightwing's Joker. Give me more of this, yeah, and, and what, now we're what back, we and get? we can do that. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Now yeah. show me and, you're going to do something with it, and yeah. oh, he's just sitting behind a table, and that's all Blockbuster's doing. And he just looks like Kingpin with that. Now with that, you're calling no, no, out. He looks like Blockbuster. You're calling out Tim Seeley with his uh, uh, on his tugboat. There, he was one of the ones that ended up doing that. So if you're going to call out them and give them shout outs, how great they are. You better start fixing some of this mess. Uh, that's the uh, thing is, we're shouting out people bring whose out? stories are inconsequential now no, to what you're doing. And seriously, and just this is script doctoring, but still. If you end up with this Melinda Zuko rising through the ranks to become mayor in a fast track deal, how much better would it have been that we haven't seen Blockbuster yet? And they even play it off where they go, okay, now that the formalities are done, let's go to the back room and see who really is doing what they're doing. And you see that open up and there's Blockbuster. (gasps) That would have been unbelievable. That would have been you like, holy crap, what's going on? But we see him before do and then disappear. And so and now it's, it's almost time like for heartless. Yeah, Who's what's see? going on? It doesn't like, matter. But wouldn't oh. that have been awesome if we see heartless? Get him out of here. Get the whole deal of Melinda. And hey, we got to call you. What, what do you mean? I've only been a counselor for this amount, whatever. And then you see by this issue, the big to do isn't just I'm Dick Grayson's sister. It's that all of this has been put into play with. Black, uh, blockbuster behind the scenes thinking that because of her being part of Azuko and the Maronis that Maronis. he's going to be able to control her, but he doesn't quite know. And then go with what you said about her being under. I don't know. But the idea where Blockbuster in what should be a huge moment where he's there at the table, whatever, it's just like, okay, we're not going to see any more of him again. And it ends up, you know, the idea of this is there's some really fun stuff and there's some really nice stuff. I can't wait for when Blockbuster kills Melinda at the end of this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, really. And that would be the way to get rid of, you know, the sister of Dick Grayson. And uh, and he'll just pop her like a a fucking grape. But no, I. but I'm saying if you had. But yeah, with this, I do think also that Tom Taylor, he is getting away. I, I have to say he's getting away from that he kills everyone reputation. He has done a good job of distancing himself a bit from that and i think that he's going Floyd full Floyd out i think that he's going about? full out with this though but yeah he so he, that, full but we, we, he, had, he had what an eight or i mean 11 he issue had 11 issues he killed Deadshot that guy again and everybody of these new characters he created again though that was just you know he, King shark. he didn't kill any of them they're still going they're gonna show King up shark. in this book yeah I'm t- king shark has a, a mini series he ain't dead so you end up with I think all that was these how they things going it to on. The shark, though, yeah, for that one. but you end up uh, having this stuff where people are going over the top with how, oh my god, this is awesome, this is awesome. Now again, in a he killed selfish that one deal, kid's dad in the alleyway in this series. Well, well, that's just him. That's not a yeah, you know, a big <laughs> deal. You have to do something for the heartless. Uh, but what I I end up where I see people saying like again, it becomes almost like that Suicide Squad deal run of his, where ten million people were. You know, reading that book, though they weren't the idea of how many people were still reading throughout that whole Rick Grayson deal, which me and you were. We read every issue. We talked about every issue on this podcast. I reviewed a lot. You reviewed some all this stuff going on with it where I can't just keep applauding it because it isn't that, you know, hey, it's not that. But some of these people are saying that I I don't even think they read that stuff. They're coming in now to be like, oh, man. This is so much better than that other stuff. They didn't read that stuff. They're just there but just applauding this for no reason. And there's reasons. But the idea of this is a, a perfect issue, 
That's nonsense. And I need more. Every two issues gives me almost an issue of story. And I, I, I can't go with that progression. I need something more. And just to continuously throwing the focus off of some other things to this thing and that as if you aren't confident that the other things are hitting and whatnot, then just get rid of it. Heartless should just die. It's not interesting. It's not at all. And it just ends up where it was to show these kids and how much of a heart Nightwing has. We already know that, so it's not playing off very well for me. The Melinda Zuko stuff is well, interesting funny, to too, me. with the Heartless because we have all this stuff going on and we're not dealing with the other elephant in the room with Dick being a fucking billionaire. Yeah. We've kind of moved again, away from that yeah, because and, of what we're dealing with, but yeah, not getting so, enough out of it. Again, I thought he was going to run for mayor. I thought they were going to have something like that, but I guess that's not the case. But hey, he has a sister as the mayor. Now, is that just like, I don't know. Like, that's the connection to get to Blockbuster or whatever. But yeah, you just end with that. But usually when you find out a secret identity arc your your days are numbered so we'll see we'll see it's just funny too as she captures nightwing because he comes here she ends up beating him over the head with a bat and then takes the mask off and goes oh my god you're dick grayson i'm your sister it's such a silly idea of this uh but yeah where's the synchronicity jim because she's been obsessed with dick grayson this entire time not nightwing but that's the but he happens to go see her because she he's obsessed with the zuko uh, yeah, but she does say, and just that, I said, it's the reference, you know, ladder, the Maronis, the Zuccos, the Graysons. I, I don't get it. But by the end, I still gave this a, a 7.5. It's just what it has been. I want it to be better. I want it to be more each week or each issue. And I want to have more of an ongoing story. The fan service deal, it, it's fine. It's nice. Like it. But that can't be a, a half of your focus. Now, there's not as much here in this issue. but We've had points where it's half the issue. I need more of the story. I need less of Batgirl or Barbara sitting there with the Batman slapping Robin shirt uh, and more of a progression of the heartless. See what really Blockbuster's doing. Hey, who's going on with Melinda? Like all this, where you kind of just use them as these wow moments now, and they're just a string of wow moments uh, going. But what would you give it? I'd end up giving it a 7 out of 10. I think the art's really good in this, and I like the progression of the Bat family characters working together in Bloodhaven yeah. in, a, in a role that we don't normally get to see, and Nightwing doing something that we don't normally get to see him doing now that he has the situation. We're not getting enough of it, but I like Haley. I like the idea we're going to call her Bitewing as well, the little three-legged yeah. puppy. It's nice. It's fun, and I care all about who this Melinda Zuko is, her relationship to Dick. It's not going to be the sister, but I care about finding out how it's not going to be the know. sister care about blockbuster the biggest problem with this book in my mind is the focus on heartless because there's not enough focus because we just have a uh, big fight scene with a character i know nothing about and nothing about this issue and then he care about the character afterwards it's like red x that we keep saying like we're not that interested in your you're spending time with it but yeah hopefully it just gets resolved that deal and we can go with what is really interesting in it which is you know seeing more of blockbuster and melinda so We'll have all of that going on. And it's nice to see Tim. There's not a lot of Tim going on. So it's nice seeing them working together. I wouldn't mind if you had Jason show up at points. I mean, it'd be great. Uh, But I just need some more story around it. I know. But I just don't need, you know, where, hey, by the way, here's the three-legged dog Haley. We'll call Bitewing. Hey, there's Barbara with a shirt on. And it just always ends up like, okay. Just like dog shot. And you got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, which we did love. I mean, but yeah. it is. It's dog shot. <laughs> it's 100% dog shot. So we'll, we'll end up uh, going from there. But with that, we're going to go off now to Clay and his digital spotlight. And then we'll be back with one last book to end the podcast.
Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weird Science DC Digital First Show with me, your host. I was about to say co-host with your host, Clay. How are you guys doing? I am doing fantastic. Just got home from my new job. I'm a big kid now. I have a nine to five and uh, I don't hate it, but I'm sure I will grow to hate it, which everybody just, you know, that's that's the goal in life. You know, nine to five, you get weekends. I actually uh, asked them how much they pay and they said, hey, on your application, you asked for 15. So we'll give you that. And in my head, I was just like. Why didn't I ask for more? I probably could have swindled them out of $18 an hour. But it is what it is. I'm happy for now. And uh, I got one-third of comic books that I enjoyed this week. Um, Thank God there was no silly truth and justice book out this week. I will say that much. But actually, really quickly, before we jump into it, I want to actually see if uh, there is any truth and justice books coming out anytime soon. So if I am going into my Comixology account and I'm going to try and just talk through the nonsense white noise of me doing research here. So the next truth and justice is actually coming out next week, June 21st. So it's going to start coming out on Mondays. The last arc was coming out Fridays. Now it's going to come out Mondays. So the next one will be on next week's episode. So this week, like I said, there is only three books. So we're going to be talking about Static Static Shock Season 1. Then we are going to talk about Legends of the Dark Knight number 12. And then we will be talking about Infinite Frontiers Secret Files number 5. And I do believe that is... The last one, there's only five issues of that because Infinite Frontier is actually uh, coming out next week on the main show. So keep an eye out for that. It actually has a pretty big ending. I've already seen it. So just a little tease there. Uh, But I will say maybe some people were actually right. And you will know what I'm talking about when you actually read it. Uh, So, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into the very first book being Static, Season 1, Number 1. This, of course, was written. Where in the world is the... Oh, they have the freaking credits all the way at the end of this book, don't they? I hate it when they do that. It's it's just very inconvenient because I have to scroll all the way down and just waste more time. So... Episode 1, Trial by Fire, written by uh, Vita Ayala, layouts by Chris Cross, finishes in color by Nicholas Draper Ivy, and letters by And World Design. I will say I love the art in this book. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I love the feeling of this book, and that's why I say, like, you, you, you get me with the art, you get me with the story, it's very nostalgic. Um, I like how they call it season one because honestly, if you have seen the static show, which my stupid dog, I do apologize for that. Uh, if, if you guys have been on the Patreon, you know that Jim has been reviewing the static shock TV show. That is exactly 
what this is. Um, it's a retelling of that first season, it feels like so far. Now, a retelling to be a little bit more modern, uh, very much uh, into today's world, which is also what the show was really about at that time. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love this. Uh, the the feelings that you get from the Hawkins family, um, because as of right now, it does look like the entire Hawkins family does know about uh, Static's powers, Virgil's powers. And so if you guys read the, oh gosh, what was it called? Uh, I know that there's an editor's note in here. Uh, where was that? Basically in, in the issue zero for the milestone stuff, um, you would see like where this story really starts and it just picks up from there. Um, but yeah, uh, we get all of the characters, of course, the girl that Virgil is crushing on, uh, as well as his best friend, uh, Frida is the girl, the redheaded girl, and oh my gosh, what is his name? What is his name? Uh, his best friend's name. Uh, it's been a while since I have seen the show, to be completely honest. But this guy's name is... I am not just acting like I am wasting time trying to find his name. No, why in the world? Uh, Richie. Richie is his name. Yes. Uh, they're his best friends and they both know about his powers. Uh, but the incident that happened in the issue zero, um, the blame is actually being put on to uh, Derek, who also got powers from the Big Bang. Um, the Big Bang was actually uh, something that happened during a protest. Um, very real for today's climate. Um, and it makes sense. It, it wasn't forced or anything. Uh, it genuinely does make sense in, in the way that they're telling the story. Uh, some people can be a little butthurt about that, but I actually really, really enjoy it. Um, but like I said before, the feelings of the Hawkins family, that plays a huge part here. We see how they were before the Big Bang, and then you see them afterward. And they're talking at Virgil and not necessarily to Virgil um, in this in this instance that's after the Big Bang. Um, and his sister is making a big point of like he's he's sitting right here. You can actually talk to him like he's another human being and not just like he's nobody. But the really big part of this issue is at the very end when... Uh, Francis, that's his name. I remember his name from the show. Francis Hot Streak is what they call him now because of his powers. Um, gets in a fight with Virgil in the, basically in his front yard. And Virgil, you know, he's not going to, you know, just let that sit by. He's going to shut him up again, just like he did last time. And Francis is not going to let that happen. And so what he does is he goes all out, uh, and just blows the house down, basically puts it in flames. And it says next burn bang, baby burn. Um, I really do enjoy this. And I will tell everybody this right now. 
if you enjoy the show and if you want to see this comic continue, you need to purchase it in some form or fashion, digitally, uh, physically, both, whatever, uh, Continue to talk about it in uh, on social media, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, make sure to tag uh, your creators. Um, this is a book that I was not expecting to be this good because, unfortunately, a lot of these other uh, reboots of the series, they tried to like, oh, we're going to do static in our own way and we're going to reboot it and we're not going to really touch up on anything that a lot of the people that used to watch the show, because I think don't get me wrong, static back in the nineties, early, early nineties, late eighties was big. He was genuinely big at that point. Um, I think the show helped a lot of kids get into the character. Um, And so this is a really nice way to, uh, get that nostalgic feeling from it. And so I think that's what will be best to play off of. So go talk about this book. Um, and I'm going to continue to talk about it every single uh, week that it's on or every month that it uh, comes out. So hopefully it stays longer than any of the other uh, static reboots, because I don't think any of them have gone past like issue 15 or something like that. Uh, So we will see. Hopefully it stays longer. But um, with this, I could easily give this book a 9.5. And that's what I will give it. I love the art. I love the story. I love the fact that they are putting uh, Virgil's brain into uh, consideration with his powers. He's learning things. He's going to learn a lot more with his powers and how to use them. Uh, I love that uh, whole idea of it. And then also learning more about the Big Bang, uh, learning more about who got these powers is is something that I'm really looking forward to. So uh, so Static Season 1 is going to be uh, a 9.5 for me. The next one dips pretty fast. Um, Legends of the Dark Knight issue number 12. Uh, it is a hard rains a gonna fall. I hate that title so much, but it's written by Matthew Rosenberg, so I would not expect any less. Art by Cian uh, Terme, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, and then letters by Adita Bidikar. So this is like a giant flood uh, is hitting Gotham City. Uh, Batman is saving people from this flood. Some rescuers are like wondering how this is even possible. Batman is trying to figure that out uh, during this time. Um, While he is saving some people, he does see a dark and shadowy figure. Uh, We find out later that that is in fact killer croc. Um, For some reason, Batman immediately assumes that, oh, well, Killer Croc swims in water. This must be his fault, which I think is very, very stupid because I don't see Killer Croc thinking that ahead or like that big for Gotham. Like he is a simple guy. He likes to live in the sewers and he likes to rob banks. That's who Killer Croc is. Why in the world would he flood the entire Gotham like city just to swim in it. 
so Batman, I'm sorry, you're acting pretty dumb at that point. And Killer Croc tells him so. Uh, he said that there were some people uh, that was that were breaking the dam, and he was telling him to stop because he's flooding the sewers. And so they plan to work together in order to figure out who this is. And there is never a exact like name for these guys, but just a random group of individuals uh, that flooded an entire city uh, in order to go to a certain building and basically do a heist, like steal money from this building while this city is flooding. Uh, it kind of backfires on them because Killer Croc and Batman crash in without the airlock. Water floods all the way through. Batman and Killer Croc kick some ass. And then that's basically it. Um, they're, like I, I enjoyed the art. There's a really cool moment where they're like, keep your eye on the monster. And they uh, got sidetracked with Batman. And then this really cool panel pops up where Killer Croc is behind the guy and he says, you should have kept your eye on the monster. And just like, he breaks the dude's arm. It's really, really cool. But unfortunately, this was a very simple minded, like you gave me no information on these, uh, on this like organization or why they're doing this. It's just like very, very random. This is another one shot, I assume. Um, because I think next issue deals with Azriel. Um, but yeah, like it was really nothing. Um, and unfortunately that's how I really think when it comes to Matthew Rosenberg, he's always 50, 50 on me. Um, I am like that. I like that first issue of Joker puzzle box. And then the very next thing he comes out with is this, like, I know I was going to have something negative to say about it, unfortunately. But um, like I said, I did enjoy some of the art here. Uh, so I will give this issue a six, five. Now for our last issue, it is infinite frontier secret files. Number five. This is with director bones and boomerang. Um, he is interrogating boomerang basically because he's like, don't you remember anything from your past? Uh, you were devoured by a giant hyena. You were like a hulking monster at one point, like filled with radiation. Do you not remember that? Oh, well, I'm going to force you to remember. He throws them him into this like small containment box thing and stresses him out with gas. And basically, Boomerang is the Hulk now. Um, I think it's very, very stupid. Uh, you had one last issue to go on with before infinite frontier, the mini series comes out and you waste it on this. It was a waste of my time. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not interested in this like Hulk boomerang thing because of the popularity of immortal Hulk, which I actually do enjoy. I feel like that's going to be what takes place here. Um, they're able to capture this giant boomerang at one point and then uh, hit him with, I don't know, electricity or something. And he turns back into no, like his normal self. Um, so he's going to stress out 
he turns big and then when he gets basically beaten up enough, he goes back to normal. I just think it's really stupid. And because of that, I will give uh, issue number five of Secret Files an FU5. But with that, guys, that is going to be the end of my segment here on the show. Of course, if you would like to reach me, I'm always available on Twitter. So if you go to at Fanboy Clay on Twitter, you can message me, um, talk to me about anything, DC, Marvel, Power Rangers, whatever. Uh, my DMs should be open. Um, if not, just hit me up on one of my random you know, comments. Anyway, um, of course, you can always find me on the other weird science show, Marvel, um, where me and Jim usually talk Spider-Man, but it's whatever, anything really. Um, and then, of course, I have a plethora of other shows. Just go to the link tree uh, down below in the description, and you can find all of those. But with that, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. <laughs> His first real comic Got it at a five and dime Read it to his fingers bland Been reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit, Knuckles got married Got this was never gonna get far When he looks back now Ah, uh, yes, yeah, straight up continuity, an infinite frontier of Eric Shea there, Eric. It's the best bit of everything there with Knuckles. Uh, but yeah, we have one uh. last book to go through here, and it is Catwoman. And right now, uh, people are loving Ram V. They really are. I mean, you can't find anybody. I mean, I can't bump into three people without two of them telling me how great Ram V is, and I do enjoy enough of it. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's another one of these guys who ends up being a little overrated because of the situation and what ends up happening. Because while I like, uh, you know, some of the stuff, I just don't I just don't get it. I don't get this, you know, no matter what happens, because this issue of Catwoman that we're going to go through is it's full out just a filler issue. It is a issue that seems to be a cool down, which you don't need a cool down right now, in my opinion. I don't even get it. I say to my blurb, I don't get the idea of cool down issues unless, you know, I'm writing something and I just got done. And I, hey, Eric, you take over. For, now, there's a cool down. I get to go. But if you're going to write the damn issue, write the damn issue. I, I just don't get it. Or something to progress, you know, kind of transition to another arc. But that's not what we're having here. We end up having a book that really is elevating itself over and over where we are really enjoying it uh, to the point where oh my god catwoman's finally got an important book and then you kind of throw this issue in and it, it threw a wrench it takes away what me. happened before yeah, like, and, that's the worst part about the whole idea is that this entire issue is being told stories from three different people about who catwoman is and about this whole idea where you you have so many characters here that you don't really know or and or care about and we're spending time to tell us who Catwoman is. And the one part is, well, even when her sister Maggie starts talking the story about what she is, I'm like, you're telling us about a better story that people should stop yeah, reading and this and problem. go and read. And and not even really telling you that that's the case. It's a weird deal. Now, with that, you do have Ram V. He's 
always writing this book, even when he jumped on the Joel Jones stuff and had to fill in and things like that. It's always a caper. It's always an Ocean's Eleven. It's always something that's a noir thing. And he gets these ideas. Now, this issue does have like a cinematic deal in a way that three separate people ask three other separate people tell me everything you know so father valley who you don't really know ask leo who you don't really know about selena kyle who you do know and he tells you a story that's catwoman-esque and you know what you already figured out how it's gonna play out and that's the problem is it doesn't even make sense to me in the idea this ends up in my mind almost like a usual suspects in a deal where three separate people tell a story about Catwoman that goes to get like it ends up being this mysterious crime boss that nobody's actually ever witnessed, but they've heard stories. And you get this story that they might be supernatural. This person tells the story. No, no, no. They're actually computer wizards. I'm real smart. And this other person, they're insane. They'll kill anybody. And then you're left with this. Oh, my God. This is like you're making up a boogeyman. Type well, I'm just thing. telling That's you this whole place, thing. But we know Catwoman. So it That's doesn't the thing work. Is, I don't know Father Valley of how his motives work or anything, but we're going to hear about a character that you're reading the book for that you probably already know some stuff about and stuff like that. But even when you get to the second idea of the story where it's like, all right, the, the cops are rounding up the alley cat, the alley town kids, the strays, and here's shoes. We're probably one of the most important characters in comic books right now since she's Leanne Harper, the daughter, the dead daughter of Roy Harper and Cheshire, and she's going to tell you about Catwoman. I'm like, you, you, you're doing but it wrong. Also, with that, like I said, you have this framing. Of this. And, and like I said, the way I was saying about like almost like, you know, the idea that you go and interview the people in usual suspects to try to say, who's this Kaiser Sose? It's, it's this guy nobody's ever seen. And it, you're doing this to a He's character a that's the main character, number one, but also the idea of that and the idea of that sort of story is that you want to know. Anything about that person because you don't know anything. You want to know. You want to try to figure this out. All of these three here basically are going you ended up having father valley kidnap leo because he wants to get catwoman where in the hell does it end up where father valley who's torturing a man say tell me everything you know about selena he's like well i mean it almost feels like father valley's being punked this would be a joke well you want to hear everything? Well, this first time I met her, she came in Sicily. And went, no, 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 you asshole slice. I need to know where the hell she well, is. Not They're only all that, trying to get her. Even this whole thing, it's Catwoman 32 on the cover. You have Father Valley with a Bible and a bunch of pictures come up. And on the cover, who is Catwoman? And I'm like, no, no, who is Father Valley? Yeah, you, yeah. You and tell that's, me about yeah, that's a big have, deal. Have us go around and have everybody tell us who, why he not, is the, right, saying, the wrath of God even or without things that, they've heard. If you want to tell these stories where you're just throwing these stories in the about past, whatever. Make me care about the other people. There's like five, ten. The idea that the police are rounding up kids and the the, the bad police call out. He goes, Chill. and it has to be that same phrase. Tell me everything you know. The police aren't rounding up the Alleytown kids to hear a passed down the line story about a time when Selena was in, a, in the uh, freaking sewers as a kid. When Mama does, Fortuna raised where her. Where is the idea that in, after one sentence, Kolek hits her over the head with the gun and says, listen, I don't need this shit. I'm here to like a police officer who goes to me. You end up murdering six people and disappear. They're going to come talk to me. There, there you are. We have a podcast together. They come and say, tell me everything you know about Eric. It's kind of a given that they want to know in connection with what, and I say, well, 
Tech guy, when I first started working, he showed up late because he was pissed because I was going to be like, shut the hell up. I don't need that. Where the hell is he? But he wants to frame it with this to be these stories. Yeah, you can't like, tell them shit. But still, well, keep it. why would the police sit through a <laughs> whisper down the me. alley story about Selena as a kid where she had a map of the sewers and ended up impressing Mama Fortuna? That doesn't make sense. Then you have Hadley at the end. I mean, we're almost done. I didn't even give the, the credits. Hadley ends up saying to her sister, tell me everything you know. Oh, let me tell you about me. <laughs> I, I ended up with the black mass and she came and she was real vicious. And that, what does Hadley, Hadley even says, I, like the things before it, Father Valley says, I'm not after you. I'm just, you know, unfortunately we're doing this. I'll set you free. But I need to know about Catwoman. Like, I'm obviously, you, is, he wants to get Catwoman. Catwoman. He's been hired to shoot her dead. And he's going to listen to I've a story like this. I've been interested in this book because it has elevated itself. But I'm telling you, when Maggie is sitting there being, you know, into, like, you know, uh, being interrogated by Hadley, who I still don't even know is why he's still here. It seems so weird that, like, even that he's a character that anybody can, like, you know, talk about anymore. But he's he even there as, like, sense. a friend still. But he the goes idea there. We have Maggie give her backstory, but not in enough detail to really understand what she's talking about with her husband Stan and Black Mask and all this other stuff and everything that happened. We know, we, you know, we read the where story where happens, stuff, where she went yeah. insane and became Sister Zero and stuff like that, an enemy of Catwoman. You don't have any of that, but all I'm doing is I'm reading Maggie's, like, you know, talking about her origin story very essentially. And I'm like, yeah, that was a good story. That's just yeah, reading this and go even read that, that other one. Even the Sicily, it's a, it's enough. I mean, it's one of those. Hey, but we know Catwoman's badass. We know, but the idea, just in my mind, the framing oh, of it. Black mask. He's right. trying to be. He's trying mask. to be clever with this framing, and it doesn't make no way would a guy torturing somebody to get to a woman that's his hit again. Would just I can't tell you he there. wouldn't do that because I don't know anything about Father Valley. Like again, Carlos. though, have we ever seen him just sitting around saying, "I love a story"? He ends up leaving him for dead. And the information he's, he's got. He's been hired to kill Catwoman. He said every opportunity he's not doing that. I don't know what his motives well, are. Again, though, when he says, he says, I don't particularly enjoy this, but I find that pain brings with it clarity of thought and recollection. My prey is Catwoman. I have no malice towards you. Give me answers and I will set you free. So he's saying that you give me some information and I'll go. The information is, yeah, I met her in Sicily on this first job. All right, you're set free. He didn't get anything. Shank. I mean. This is just to That's give the these random things. The story and then stabs Leo well, and in because an he's the wordplay. That's just setting him free. He's killing him. That's what he thinks because he's a religious guy. Uh, but yet even says maybe she'll save you. Now is he waiting in the shadows to see it? The no, idea of this shit. though, the idea of this though is apparently he's a man who likes stories. If you but we've never seen that. He likes to tell people. Bible verses, <laughs> but he, but I don't know that that's. I See, think that love, he, he's a man who loves a story. Carries I, the Bible, reads it all the yeah, time. Those aren't stories. Those are, are you know, proverbs that he tells. He only says one or two. But he's Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. He ends up though. What information did he get? What, what throughout this, he's torturing a man to get information on what he gets as an origin story for Leo when they were in Sicily. There's nothing that could be Out anything this, that he could work I with. I think that he does this to Leo and he doesn't have to do anything because of what he did with the story that Leo told about the first job when, you know, killing somebody that she like, like on the job that she cared about. She eventually went back to that guy and, you know, got revenge on him and finished the job. I think the idea now is that Father Valley doesn't have to go looking for his prey because he just crossed that line and all he has to do is sit back and wait for sleep. Even to then, to he's just doing that anyway. He's already tortured him and then asked. All this is is a really awful way of framing some flashback stories because, you know, Ram V needs to have some time. You get a different artist in because he has to waste time to, you know, maybe gear things up for the uh, the fear state. But 
Tell me what Kolek learns. Tell me what, what a police officer who is desperately trying to find Selena ends up learning from a story that may not be true. Shoes says, I heard this one time. And again, the police are also the, the police on camera punching kids at one point, but then says, you know, tell me what everything you know. Well, I heard this one time. No, no, no. I want to know where the hell she is right now because we have to go get her because I'm pissed. But it is the whole cat one number 32 written by Ram V art by even a Kegel or Evan Kegel. I do like the art colors by Jordi Belair, Tom Napolitano on letters and yeah i i got angry i am someone who was always perplexed by cooldown issues but i know they happen now and again this is a cooldown issue catwoman that reminds us that she is a badass i don't know why we needed to know that the problem is that i have is setting up the flashbacks where Rembi tries to be clever but ends up being ridiculous the uh, the worst part though is 100 uh, percent skippable you do not need to read this issue and there's few issues that will you'll say well there's that one thing that you might need to know or that this you could skip 100% and not miss anything and slams on the brakes to what has become an important book. If you show me the Marauders map and later Selena ends up being able to escape through the sewers, I still will say you don't really need to see this here to get there. But you, you just have these stories and the one with well, Father Valley, it just goes on too long. Ultimately, the thing with, like, between these three stories that you have to understand about Selena Kyle is that, one, she's dangerous. Two, she's always going to be two steps ahead of you. And three, she always gets the job done. Which we know that. And they know that. They, they, they know who the Catwoman is. It's weird. You have Father Valley, who seems to be this hitman that, you know, this is going to be imp- – I think he's done some work to figure out what's going on and just the ridiculousness of saying that – he could have killed her 60 times. He told Penguin, it's going to be on my time, whatever. Then he's just going to torture a guy to get a story about back in the day, his first job as a fixer in Sicily. I just think it's this weird way. If you got the idea of you had these three, really go with these three, Father Valley, Colic, and Hadley, and we do stories on their deal. Let's see some background of them. What led them to what they're doing? Then this would be a whole different deal because, like you said, we know nothing about these characters. We're just going to show, like you said, you can't mess with Catwoman. She's badass. She can get out of a situation. She's smart. And she ends up helping the people that she loves and things like that. But through these stories, which are nice enough on their own, but I just can't get over the fact that anybody's listening as these characters are telling these stories in well, a way that doesn't this seem to really be really important up. thing with Poison Ivy in the last issue. And all of a sudden we pump on the brakes to find out, hey, guess what? This is a Catwoman book and she's pretty interesting. Here's why. I'm like, no, no, I've already been reading Catwoman. And, and I'm that's here for the a thing. Reason. And the way you said it, it is true. You are – Ramvi is giving you three separate stories. But is this what they wanted? I mean it, it's good enough for us. But at points with the Kolak stuff – it, it really straight up, and I know Kulik may be a piece of shit, maybe a little dummy. I don't know. Prefer Hawaiian shirts. You know he's a piece that, of shit. That he's, he's either a party animal or something. You end up where the story almost throws shade at him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the shoes is pretty much making fun of him by the end of like, yeah. and he's just like, all right, that's a cool story. Uh, what would be different from this of, especially Hadley goes to her sister. Tell me, at like, how many stories does, does Maggie have? Hey, tell me everything you know about the Cinderella oh, we'll star. Well, when she was born, she really teethed pretty bad when she was, you know, two years old. But she ended up, we gave her some pretzels. That yeah, I, tell me about the prostitute stuff. That's the sexy but then, stuff. But again, though, would that be any different in the scheme, in the issue? I know that that's not what we're going to say. Well, I'm saying, but <laughs> with them talking, 
It's and dirty. It would be the same. Tell me everything you know about Selena. Well, she is my sister. And we used to have these bikes that this guy down the road stole the one time. And we were going to do something about him. But he was really bad. So we didn't. That's all I know. Like, how long do you have had? Like, you're asking the sister. But and even says, we have to find her. I got to find where she is because there's some bad people. She's getting involved. Oh, well, let me tell you about me, a black mask. Well, okay, that's done with. Where is she? Do you know where she is? Do you know what's going on? But the way this is supposed to be framed, you have to have that same question from Theseum. Tell me everything that you know about Selena Kyle. They know a hell of a lot. And it's just it just doesn't play out for me at any bit, except that it's totally skippable because most people reading this would know. And this really doesn't have that much to do with the real important things that we have been dealing with in this book. It's a step aside to at one point make her look like Trinity in the Matrix. And then also you see that one panel. She's like straight up Trinity. Uh, but also just, hey, Catwoman's kick ass. I'm going to get away sure with is. this cool down issue. That's why I'm reading Catwoman. This is issue number 32. Don't tell me who the character is out of nowhere from unreliable sources. I'm, I'm, I've been along this line of this, this comic this long, even from a new reader. I'm going to see the Catwoman does some really cool stuff, especially with the story that you were telling that made the comic feel even bigger than it originally did. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have a cool down thing. I just, there it is. And, you know, you get these things and maybe it'll set up these underground tunnels in Alley Town later. Maybe it'll set up, you know, maybe somebody, I don't know. Nobody seems to be left from that Sicily deal. Uh, but again, Just Father, Valley, Father Valley seems to think it's a real hoot, that story. He's like, oh, my, I thank you for telling me this. Now I'm going to slice you. We'll see if you're a praying man. Maybe Catwoman will save you. It, like, you almost want that idea where when Catwoman comes, you have Leo's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I sold you out. Well, what did you do? Oh, I told him that story about back in Sicily. Oh, Matt, well, that, remember that, how you we'll, had that thing we'll for that other guy, Frank Baz, and then you were really upset when he died? I told him all about that shit. Yeah, I told him all about it. And, you know, remember that? And then we finished the job and you didn't kill the guy, but you left all the incriminating evidence because you're not that bad. I told him that. Oh, you're, you're not son a, of you're a You're not bitch. a criminal. You're an anti-hero. And then they're like. Hey, uh, shoes. What went on? Oh, I'm sorry, Selena. Uh, that Colac, you know that guy with the Hawaiian shirt. She did looks some like crap. He thinks I, he's I, some I, Bruce I told Willis. Her about when you were a little girl and you memorized a, a, a maze. And, and all right, cool. Yeah, I could just imagine. She's like, "Oh my God, you you went. What did you tell him? Oh well, I told him that story that I said I I didn't even know if it was true. I heard it, and uh, you ended up in that maze. And she's like, "Yeah, that didn't happen in any way. Like." You know, what else did you tell him? Nothing. All right. Well, we're good there. I mean, and then, oh, my God, Maggie, what'd you tell her? Oh, that, that black mask bullshit. All right. That's cool. We're all good. Nobody sold me out. Like, you wanted to have that idea of somebody apologizing. Like, I, I'm sorry. I was, especially Leo. He's being tortured. So, yeah, they're unreliable. <laughs> it's just nonsense. And the Maggie stuff, you're like, yeah, I, I think I can figure out a story that's better than this that I should go read right now. I uh, still like the run. I still think that it's an important book. Just this issue, just... It, it threw it off for me. It, it really did the idea of what it was doing and trying to set up. But we know all this. We know that she's badass. It, it makes I, I know that it gives you a connection with her and Leo. But, you know, you're already torturing this guy and we know that he's friend. So you, you didn't really need much more than that. And he might just be dead. So is that the idea where he'll die now and you have to have that emotional impact? Because of that, and you realize you now Selena will come after Father Valley. Yeah, I don't know. And it, it'd be funny after this. Well, from all you the end stories up, I heard these people tell, that's what she's going to do. No, yeah, I'm, I'm saying no. Then you also get, just because of it, 
I'm going to get that black mask again. She goes, <laughs> like, no, Selena. That was in the past. Okay, I'm calm. Get that mama for tuna. Well, that she was great back in the day, all black mask and Catwoman, because ultimately, before he came back and stuff like that, she killed black mask. It was huge when it happened, and like, you don't really get that connection. Even when you had Black Mask versus her when she was part of her own Calavici crime family and stuff like that, I like the connection. We just don't have that anymore. I'm hoping Black Mask, you know, shapeshifter powers aside, gets to come back and be a big part of the Catwoman book because of the past connections they have. Yeah, and we'll see what goes on. I do think that the only thing is to set up that connection with Leo uh, because you haven't up to now. He's been around. He's been doing things, but not really that personal Shapeshifter connection. Shapeshifter Black Mask. So really, I, I mean, one. just do that. Just do that, the whole deal. Uh, the shoes story, I mean, it, it really was silly to even have a police officer, you know, really rounding up the kids and asking for information. And you're going to tell a whispered down lane story about in the sewers. Uh, I'm, and the sitting there, just if I'm that it. detective. I'm like, who is your daddy and what does he do? Because I need to know what's going on with you and Roy Harper. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Yeah, really. And then you go off. And then the Maggie stuff just seemed there to like, hey, by the way, this is Maggie. Selena, if you don't know that, we want to remind you of how that kind of went down. But really, it is sad. Hey, everybody, like she ain't catatonic said. anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. She can tell a story. But uh, what would you give this? I'd end up giving this a 6 out of 10 because while you don't get enough out of this, I thought the stories were okay as their own. It didn't do anything for the story in general. This is like a skippable issue, like you said, but I thought all of the art throughout was really good. It's just it should have been about characters that you don't know about, not the one that I'm here to read about that I already know for years and years and years. Yep, I give it a 4 out of 10. It really got me angry the way this was set up and the idea of stories that come out in a really unnatural way of tell me everything you know about Selena. It just happens to be these stories and these guys sit through these listening and really not getting anything that somebody in their position would be after. Uh, so yeah, it, it really did upset me, but I'm still looking forward to the next issue because I'm pretty sure we'll get back to the stuff that's important so. going into the fear state, which is included. And that's another thing that, you know, I know it's a quote unquote bat family book, whatever, but being involved in a crossover like that, a lot of times you don't get that with the Catwoman book. So that's cool as well. But what is your book of the week? Oh, my book of the week is The Flash, number 771. Yep, mine is as well. So we end up having that. Aaron, jump. And here's what we're going to talk about next week. And two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight, picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. And and show, we could have seven books on that Patreon. We still have oh a half dozen. Oh, my God. We have so many. Here. Here's what's coming out. Some of these we won't be talking about. Poss- I don't know. We'll, we'll just go to Action Comics number 1032. We have that there story going on. Right, Eric? How about it? We got that. Batman Reptilian number one, the Garth Ennis book with Liam Sharp art. I, anytime I hear anything with like that Tillion or anything, I, I think of the Wheelion in from the Deathstroke. <laughs> uh Batman Superman number nineteen, that is the Gene Lan Yang book with the whole, you know, film strip stuff that has been recently. It was revealed its last issue will be in September. Good. Checkmate number one, Eric. Checkmate <laughs> number why did it have to come uh, out? Because I, I there was know. nothing looking good leading to this whole thing through Bendis' whole like Leviathan bringing back Checkmate, taking apart everybody, every th- organization other than the one that he wants to deal with. I'm like, th- there's no way this can be any good. Can can I call it Check, please? Is that what I call it? I'll have what she's having. That's what I say. She's having Checkmate. <laughs> checkmate. Um, maybe in a deal, 
They're like, listen, that Leviathan sucks. It sucked, that Bendis, but you've left the covert operations here it's just so at the far DCU in a shambles. Does anybody think about Leviathan no. anymore? No, and and when you even see the solicits, I giggle with everybody's trying to figure out Leviathan. Really? Because like, I don't Look, see bitch, it. Bitch, you said Mark Shaw, and we moved on. Nobody cared with your reveal. Nobody cares true. now. That is very true. Uh, Detective Comics number 1038. We'll see. I hope that book gets some focus in the deals. We got Alien Monster, Face Huggers, and Mr. Worth. He's doing that. He's blowing up the things with the missile launcher. Uh, But we also got Harley Quinn number four. Infinite Frontier number one. And I just go right back to the thing. Kevin's in big trouble. Infinite Frontier number one. That should be a really big book. Joshua Williamson getting with it again. It just seems mixed in with the whole deal going with the getting back to future state. I don't understand. Justice League number 63, Eric. Yes. Two Bendis books on the podcast. That's crazy. Golden age. Yeah, really. Um, Mr. Miracle, Source of Freedom number two. I believe Clay will be talking about that. Not us. He'll take that over in his section. Robin number three. We like that. We like Robin. Lazarus Island. Right? Robin and stealing, Eric. Superman number 32, something that upsets Eric that we have both an Action Comics and a Superman book in one day. That's the stupidest thing. What the hell are you doing, DC? That is weird. Uh, which I got you a like freaking, right you know, now? a Jimmy Olsen like backup. And I got, actually, I don't even know which backups we're having here. Jimmy Olsen's Probably crew Midnighter of Metropolis the D-listers and, and Midnighter. Oh, yeah. Those are hitting. I wonder um, what Gangbusters up to. Oh, my. That sounds sexy. You also no, have – oh, you said Buster. <laughs> I, I thought you said something else. Teen Titans Academy. Number four, Eric. Teen Titans Academy number four. Me Red we're, X number four. We're, we're also then the week after, which is a Angels week. I want to point out that the last week of the deal the, is a Patreon-only deal, but we get a Teen Titans uh, yearbook in that as well. So two Teen Titans in a row. And hopefully uh, also, a Flash annual. Yeah, yeah. That, that's And also a Green Lantern 80th anniversary, Eric. Wonder Woman number 774. I, I heard that Olympus is in hot water. I heard that. Something that I haven't been in a while. I don't like the shower. Aaron, guys. Uh, and also something that will be on the site. Gabe will end up reviewing it. I might just go in and edit it. Wink, wink, Eric. Right? You got to get those you know, review stats uh, up there somehow. Wonder Woman, black and gold, uh, number one. We won't be talking about that on the podcast, but we will have that on the site. So you have all of those going on. Two of those will be on the Patreon I would say Infinite Frontier and possibly Reptilian if we talk about that. I don't know, Eric. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, But with all of that, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would love to go and or we would love to go and rate and review it everywhere you listen to it. Also, check us out on Twitter, Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. And our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And just as a little shout out, not for you, Eric. You cannot listen to this. We also have a Marvel listen. podcast. That is the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Very easy. And a Weird Science Manga and Anime podcast if you want to go listen to those as well. Not Eric Shea. He doesn't listen to those. So doesn't listen to this either. But you're Seriously. on this one. So I just don't know why anybody all... want to go listen to that when it's done perfectly right here. I What? You, you wanted the DC comics or the other things? Because there's other comics involved. The, Some people read other things perfect here. Ones. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. But with all of that, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
we're living here in Alleytown. And it's hard to keep the cat woman down. Hilla was just killing time. Kind of a bore that is behind. Now we're done fighting the Joker War. Mama Fortuna's not in charge anymore. And Selena's taking back the nails, training the strays to take down the rest. And she's living here in Alleytown. And there isn't any Batman around. It's just Selena and 